The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths, in particular Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young. But had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 193. Welcome to the Buzzed Kill Podcast, where today we remind you all to wash your face and your hands and to love the skin you're in. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Retrospective, Part One. Part One of what do we say? Four parts. Four probably. So yeah, a lot of a lot of pe- other people's faces coming <clears throat> at your face. We're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, I, it's weird, but accurate. <laughs> uh, we're gonna split it up the way that we did with uh, uh, Saw. I think Saw was the first sore. one we did. Sore. Sore, and we did it with uh, Child's Play too. Yes, we did. I'm uh, I'm so excited to get into these. Um, I think this is like the first. This is the first like uh, classic franchise we've done in a long time. I feel yeah. like, like lately we've been doing a lot of like B movies or movies that like quite frankly even uh, we haven't heard of sometimes. You know. Yeah. This is like one and of the, newer movies. We've been doing a lot of newer movies. Newer lately movies, too, yeah. So yeah, so it's, it's kind of cool to go back to one of the classics. Like we haven't done Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare, and that's kind of by design because everybody talks about them so it's kind of hard to add anything to the conversation plus well, they're long as well, shit and we got to do this for another 25 years so we don't want to burn ourselves out no, right exa- away well, you yeah know? exactly at least 25 years <laughs> we got to put bread on the table baby I so can't, i can't wait for it <laughs> oh, welcome to the Kill podcast it's episode seventy thousand. Today we're talking about the 14th remake of Friday the 13th <laughs> jason goes to hawaii <laughs> And he has a lovely time. Maybe he'll see be, uh, Beetlejuice there. Hey, speaking of Jason, so <clears throat> <Yes>. we <laughs> we got in a uh, a discussion with our our friends oh, on God. on Snapchat, um, because somebody made a and it was good. It was a PSA. It was about wearing masks. You mm-hmm. know, like you know, it's important right now. Wear a mask. Make sure that you don't spread the COVID and stuff like that. You know do your part yeah so it was this thing about uh jason wearing a mask and like how you know like everywhere i everywhere i go people always they see the mask and it, it just uh, you know like for as long as it's i can remember everybody everybody just gets scared when they see the mask and then he <laughs> says something like you know for years everybody just knew me as the guy behind the mask with the chainsaw and blah 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 and then he just keeps going like that's okay that he just said that and i brought it up to our group so i brought it up to our group chat i go that's a really funny psa but it really bothers me that he says something about him having a chainsaw and uh and i'm like because he didn't have a chainsaw it was is obviously it's a machete and then like half of our group of friends starts to chime in because we're on like this snapchat group half of our friends chime in like pretty sure i remember him killing people with chainsaw i'm like nope not no, once nope. negative he Zero. fought in uh, a new beginning he fought somebody. 
who was wielding a chainsaw. He also, I think the closest he but ever he had was used a weed his whacker. Machete. He had a weed whacker at one point in time in one of the earlier movies. And if that's, that's your his... weed whacker, where's your wife? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, that's the closest he ever got, though. No. And I think we narrowed it down to what it is, is when you see a lot of... Um, like uh, when when somebody in either like a TV commercial or a TV show or a movie, they're trying to uh, depict you know just the, the stereotypical slasher. Yeah, it's usually like a different style hard hockey mask with a chainsaw with like it's like an amalgam. It's an amalgam, yeah, of everything. Right, and I think that's probably where it comes from. Um, like uh, uh, it was pointed out that National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, he does that exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. Then that's, bend that's, over and I'll show you. What does he say? Bend over, I'll show you Christmas spirit or something like that. No, he goes. Where are you gonna put that? Where are you gonna put that big of a Christmas oh, tree? Oh, bend, bend over and I'll show, and you. I'll show you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's where it comes from, though. Oh, guaranteed. But yeah. then, but then our buddy uh, showed us this subreddit thing or Reddit, whatever the f- I don't know how to how Reddit works, but um, uh, where this it, it was Mandela effect. It's not though. And the guy's like. I'm not crazy here. There there used to be promo photos of Jason with a chainsaw, and he definitely had a chainsaw in one of the movies, and I'm not crazy. And I'm like, yeah, you are. that's what a crazy person would yeah. say. <laughs> I know I'm not crazy. <laughs> do you believe in the Mandela effect? Like, do you think that any of... Uh, like, Is there anything besides the whole Berenstain Bears thing that you That's remember? the one that gets me, dude. It does me, too. Berenstain Bears. Uh, I have a theory, though. The, I have a theory the as to actual, why we think that. The actual... The actual namesake of it, like I thought Nelson Mandela died in the eighties. I didn't ever know anything about Nelson Nelson Mandela to really know one way or the other to be yeah. honest. Like I knew who he was. I couldn't <clears throat> honestly I don't know that I could have told you whether he was alive or not. I, I like I, I know I know some I know some of uh Nelson Mandela's history mostly because I looked it up after I learned about the the, the Mandela effect. Well but, yeah, like I knew he was in jail I, and then he got released. But and I got, also but I also president or something. But when he died, um when was it? It was I don't I even remember when it was. It was not long ago though, but when he died I remember going I thought he's he was alive. Dead. I thought he was dead already. <laughs> like that, and 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 that's where the whole thing comes from. Because everybody was like, Nelson Mandela died in the eighties, right? <laughs> it's a conspiracy. It is. Um, no, the one for me was, uh, like I said, Berenstein Bears for sure. I do remember that. But my theory behind that is that back when we were reading Berenstein Bears, I'm pretty sure I didn't know how to spell all that well. <laughs> we were stupid. So. I can't say with any kind of you know rational mind here that it was one way or the other. I think that's just the way that it, we think it was spelled because that's the way that it sounds, and I that's guess. it. I don't know. I don't know. That's a weird one. Do you have any other ones though? Um, not, not really. Nothing that comes to mind. I know that I do. I just can't think of any of them. Yeah, right now, nothing. And it's pissing me off because I know that's that coming a, to mind. I know there's a few weird ones, a few wacky ones, but yeah. uh, I can't think of any right now. But anyway, yeah, so that, that sparked a little bit, bit of a conversation. Yeah. And, uh, Our friends are stupid. <laughs> we're just like, guys. Not only do they ruin my surprises. Fuckers. They're just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny, too. Like, I, I brought up, it's when you think about it from our perspective, we're like, why would you not know that? Yeah. But it, it's, it's weird to you. And, like, when I meet somebody who's not into horror movies, I'm like, really? Why? <laughs> What's wrong with you? What happened in your life? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I just... No, it, it, I, love so all, in, I love all kinds of movies, but for me, horror is like, that's... It's so ingrained in us. I think me, almost maybe a little bit more than you, but like... Well, it's, obviously. It's look so, at this fucking wall, yeah, dude. Know, right? <laughs> it's... Uh, I'm, I'm woman-proofing my house. Um, <laughs> it's so ingrained, like, in me at this point that, yeah. like, 
it's weird to think that other people don't know these things that are just like common sense to me, right? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. But, but it's but, like, but, but I, they can but do the analogy that, that I used, I was like, I was like, if you think about it from that perspective, it totally makes sense because not everybody, for some people, Jason and Freddie and Chucky and Leatherface and everybody, they're, they're all, all the same, same person. Yeah. To me, you ask me, give me two cigars and say, uh, which one which one tastes better? Yeah. Or I'd go, they both taste the same because cigars all taste the same. One might be a little less shitty than the other one, but... Whereas, love, whereas I, a cigar aficionado would listen to me and go, you are a fucking yeah. or, idiot. But then again, though, a, a, a cigar aficionado is no different than like a soulier or a soulier that can... That, am I saying that word wrong? <laughs> well, one of, <laughs> one of those was the director of Blue Ruin... <laughs> And green room, <laughs> Jeremy Saulnier. <laughs> Unless it's Saulnier, I don't know. I need to look at it. I, I don't know. I really to, don't know either. Uh, Somalier is the word you're Somalier, looking for. Somalier, <laughs> that's it. And I think when they talk about it, though, they just sound like douchebags. So yeah, really. Well, wine. I like. I can actually. Wait, does that make, does I can make actually us taste douchebags? the difference in sort of. Yeah, we're like <laughs> we're like horror Somaliers. So we're kind of like douchebags, yeah. Oh shit, I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> when well, I often think like when we start to really get when we start to get like really get um like kind of dorky about it in front of other people, I mm -hmm. think in the back of my mind I'm like we sound ridiculous right now cuz yeah. we're diving into this we're diving into the the uh the philosophical side of horror and stuff like that well then which, there's there's people that know way more than us too though. oh of course like we're, i'm i'm a there are people dumbass. there are people that i have heard talk about even this genre that we that that we both love and i go okay buddy <laughs> calm, right. calm let's, your tits okay let's uh let's <laughs> let's take it down a notch <laughs> drive it back a little bit but uh, anyway how you uh how 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 you how you doing week hi i'm hot dude you turned off the air and I'm already it's actually hot. Pretty nice in here right now. <sighs> no, I'm hot. And I'm I, even wearing shorts. I also stripped out of my full on black uniform I was wearing today yeah, for some what reason. What were you doing? I don't know. It was like 90 degrees here today. I'm wearing black long pants and a black t shirt. Walked in and I was like, oh, great. <laughs> Spending the night with Antifa tonight, I guess. Here <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, yeah, so. I don't know why you were wearing all black on a ninety thousand degree day, but I don't know. Either. You do you, boo boo. I was hanging out here. I was hanging out inside with the AC on all day. And when I put it on, it was comfortable. I don't. I don't, I don't see know. how. I was actually. I was a little bit cold. It was a little bit drafty because I was wearing my lounge kilt. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> I bought at the <laughs> at the beginning of quarantine, like literally the like day one. It was like day one or two of quarantine. I was on uh, Amazon. And I somehow stumbled across this lounge kilt, and I was like, or I think it was eBay actually. Did you? Oh, eBay. I was going to say, did you originally? This seems like the type of thing that would pop up on Wish. No, it was. It was definitely not Wish. And actually, no, it was Amazon. <clears throat> it was Amazon, but it was a third-party Amazon seller. Okay. Um, and I ordered it, and it was like, it's just a, it's just a piece of, um, it's a kilt plaid. It's, it's a, it's, it's a skirt. It's it's a kilt. James. It's not long enough to be a kilt. Sure it's it a is. skirt. It's way past the knees. It is? Oh yeah. Oh. It's not like a mini skirt. <laughs> maybe it, maybe it was the way you were standing in that picture, but it was definitely mid-thigh. No, at least on one of your it's thighs. It's definitely past the knees. Um, <laughs> you looked like a you looked like a Catholic schoolgirl. I read Oh, hey, I'll take that. Yeah, that's all right. Um, I'd fuck me. Um <laughs> 
Um, uh, Me no, too. I saw though. Uh, I saw this ad for it. And I clicked that, and I'm like, a lounge kilt. That looks comfortable as hell. And I went down to the user reviews. There was one user review, right? <laughs> and it was just stop reading this. Just get it. It is trans. It'll transform your life. <laughs> I'm like sold. It was 15 oh bucks, free shipping. Sold. Free shipping, but it took what three months to get I here. What I didn't realize it was free shipping from China. Mm, China. From, from Wuhan, China. Oh no, <laughs> that's how they get you. I know. Right? There, <laughs> there's the one review down at the bottom. Stop what you're doing. Buy this right now. <laughs> That deep state, they got it's me. The deep they, state, they got me. Um, no, but it finally came yesterday, though. Like I said, this took like two and a half months to get here, and it finally came yesterday. I the first thing I did was wash it. Don't worry. Of course. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, dude, I love it. It's fantastic. It's terrible. It might, it might look goofy. I don't care. It is. <clears throat> the, the guy was right. I don't want to. It, it is. It is revolutionary lounging gear. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to see you in it. That's fine. I'm not wearing. Is that it. okay? That's fine. I don't know. I typically because uh, I know that you're not wearing underwear underneath. I it. didn't today. <laughs> On a hot day, like you're just you're just. Oh, dude, the draft? Are you kidding me? Like the like I had my ceiling fan on, and so it was kicking up the draft from like the from the ground up. Oh, it was great. Oh my god, dude! It's just like airing out your balls. Like I I I I, I totally understand like nudist colonies now. <laughs> it's so freeing. I'd almost rather watch you walk around nude. Then why? Then look at you in a lounge kilt. I can do that, James. Like I, I give me five seconds here. I can do that. Yeah, go for it. Um, man. No, how do we get on the topic of this? Uh, I don't. Oh, we, we were talking about you wearing all black today. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was stupid. I'm. I, I have since changed because fuck that. For some reason, when me and you get into this place and start talking, we heat it up like a fucking brothel. We really bring the heat. Yeah, mm. Not not a brothel. Uh, a brothel. No, uh, what do you? Uh, what's the? Sweating like a whore in church. What's the, what's the place that all the fat guys go to? Um, oh, uh, um, uh, uh, like a bathhouse. Bathhouse, yeah. Okay, it gets, it gets as hot as a bathhouse in here. What's the uh, what's a, a banya? A Russian banya, I think, is what they're called. Oh, okay. I know. I only know. House. I only know that because of Rounders. I'm pretty sure. You know, there is I love one. That movie. There's a bathhouse in Detroit still, like an old school bathhouse. Dude, I know. I kind of want to go do it once just to experience it, but I would be the most awkward person in the world. There. I know a guy who goes there, and he said, uh, "He's." I went to a diaper party with him for our buddy Ben. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, if you ever want to go bathhouse, no, 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 no. Oh. We went to, we were out at a bar, and, and diapers would be all soggy before they even <laughs> use them. <laughs> we were out at a bar, and he's like, he's, he's like one of these types of dudes who just does all kinds of weird shit. Like, if you can think of a weird thing, he does it pretty much regularly, right? Mm-hmm. And somehow the topic of the bathhouse came up, and he's like, oh yeah, I go there all the time. <laughs> Really? I didn't even know there was one. Random. Thing and he to said, do. "If you ever want to go, dude, just give me a call because it's it'll it'll change your I life." I kind of would love to do it, like do it for like a bachelor party or something like that. Go yeah. to the bathhouse early on in the day, and then go to dinner afterwards just, or something. Just sit around. Just actually, I think they do dinner at the bathhouse. Just sit around, hang and pipe in front of all your buds. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> laying so much, pu- not laying pipe, hanging pipe, hanging, hanging pipe. so much pipe, you need a union. <laughs> Oh uh, anyway, you uh, did you do anything fun this week? Um, you just asked me, and then you well, started no, to talk over me I, already. No, no, because no, I heard something outside. I was just I was about to say, if it sounds like we're in a war zone, it's because there's a thousand people letting off fireworks tonight. You can hear past your. I, I heard something hear. just now. 
I'm I'm hearing like a static. Yeah, we have a little. Tick. Yeah, it's from the interface. Um, <clears throat> no, I haven't been doing much. We're just uh, trying to get our house organized, getting ready to maybe have a garage sale mm. within the next couple of weeks here. Whichever one of my friends or even my parents, they were talking about it. Whoever has one first, I'm bringing shit over. Fine. I'm just letting you know. I'll bring That's my own fine. table. Dude, I'm I'm gonna I'm sending my kids to the in-laws mm-hmm. for the day. I'm gonna have a cooler full of beer. Oh, whoa, whoa, why, why, why? Why are you sending your kids away? Because I don't. Well, first of all, I figured those would be your highest price items. Oh my god, you're such an <laughs> asshole. Um, no, first of all, I don't. I don't like people. I don't like strangers seeing my children. You know, because mm-hmm. I don't trust anybody. That's fair. And also because I'm putting all their toys out for sale, and oh. I don't want them going. Why is this all for sale? Oh, that makes perfect sense. So, and I'm just gonna say I'm gonna sit there with a cooler full of beer, and I'm gonna say everything's priced to sell. Everything must go. All prices are negotiable. Do take payment in beer. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Now, just remember, though, if the dude, if the, the weird-looking dude in the unmarked white truck that says ice cream on the side of it pulls yeah. up, everything's double price. Yeah. Because he really wants those. Unless he pays me for, unless he pays me an ice cream. Ooh. <laughs> and then I'm assuming he doesn't can... have ice cream inside, though. Oh, really? I don't think the so. The truck says ice cream. <laughs> Damn it, James! <laughs> Didn't you? Were you ever taught anything? You got candy and puppies <laughs> in the same van. Um, yeah, so we're thinking about doing that. So we've been, we've been just, uh, you know, getting situated. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff, Fascinating. really. Yeah. And sell some leather goods too. Uh, I don't know. Good. I've been doing a shitload of leather work because I'm just racking up the racking up the orders, we'll, baby. We'll, we'll talk about this off air, but I have an idea for you for that. I don't want to know your ideas. That's that's probably fair. What about you? What have you been doing? No, nothing. Just uh, just hanging out. Just lounging around a, your lounge kilt. I had a uh, I had a, a, a mental breakdown the other day at work, so I'm going into. I'm trying to get rid of my car. I know the breakdown. <laughs> I, did you get my? Sna- oh, yeah. it was my snap. Is that what you were responding to? Yeah, oh you? yeah, that's yeah, what it was. You and your liar. <laughs> I was listening Mike, to that. If you listened to last week's episode, and we were talking about that uh, tantric song. tantric song. Um, Mike sent me a Snapchat of him singing almost the entire song. Mm-hmm. It was impressive. It was nice. Yeah, not it was bad. My car, it was in my car, and I wasn't paying attention to the road. <laughs> so it was just, a, it was a really put, it was a really flattering angle too. By I, the way, I put myself <laughs> and, from down here. I put myself and everybody else in danger for you. I want you to know that. Um, yeah, no, I I've not been that. I've not been doing a heck of a whole lot. <laughs> oh, you're um, no, just been getting ready for uh, holiday weekend. Head today off. Which I completely forgot that we had a show tonight. Yeah. I still had a movie to watch at like six thirty. No, I was like, I brought our buddy John is uh is is texting us and saying, so what's going on tonight, fuckers? And like, yeah, you guys want to go out for a bike ride or something? Mike's like, yeah, I'm out buying fireworks right now, but maybe in a little while. And I'm like, uh, so I jump on. I'm like, yeah, I'd be down for a bike ride if it weren't podcast night <laughs> oh, and mike's shit. just like oh shit i immediately got into my car and turned around and went home because i had a yep. movie to watch still. yep i said i said to aaron i said mike is currently racing home to watch a movie i guarantee it which is why we had none of our notes done and uh we started this at almost exactly midnight tonight oh. so uh yeah it'll be wow. late. it's gonna be a little late one yeah but no other than that though i haven't had anything going on just a pretty normal week i, I did say something about a little mini breakdown though i'm trying to get rid of my car right yeah uh, buying a two-wheel drive car in Michigan was a stupid idea. I don't want to go through another winter, silly goose, with only front-wheel drive. So yeah. 
I'm trying to get rid of it. The problem is, is this fucking Jeep Renegade that I have. I like the car, just outside of what I don't like about it. Um, outside of almost everything. The problem is that it fucking shit. depreciated so fast that I'm cr- thousands of dollars underwater. In it You've right had now. it for less than a year, right? Like about a, eh, going on, about probably, a year. going on two years. Oh, really? Uh, definitely over a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. But um, but yeah, no, I uh, I'm trying to get rid of it, and I'm like forty five hundred dollars underwater on it uh, and i'm like trying to get out and like, there's just nothing like my cheapest payment was gonna be like <clears throat> five five hundred and thirty dollars a month for yikes man. for a yeah it's just it was stupid <laughs> for a for a geo metro yeah. <laughs> what is that what those are called or a yugo oh you remember buddy. a yugo the only the only car that's ever been blown over the side of the Mackinac bridge <laughs> our buddy was like well just go get a kia man they give those things but i said my point though is to get out of this and get least loyalty i don't want least loyalty with a kia not that there's anything wrong with them but like i just don't want to have to stick with kia for the rest of, for the rest of my my lease days you know i don't know aren't those d de- i don't know i've never driven a kia but i've i've known people who do and they like them the only Kia, it's a quality vehicle. The only Kia that I've ever driven in is, and I actually did like those those Kia, uh, the hamster cars. What are they called? The uh, oh, the, uh, uh, your sister in law drove one. Oh, or, the or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, the hamster cars were Scions, weren't they? No, or no. was that Kia? No, oh, the oh, dancing hamsters. Those were Kias. Yeah, Sorrento. No, not Sorrento. I don't know, dude. Whatever. Who gives a shit? The Soul. The Kia Soul. Soul that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. The only Kia that I've ever driven was a Kia Ryu. <clears throat> because uh kia rio rio yeah yeah uh because it was a rental one time and it was like literally it was like driving not not, not even a tin can it was like an empty pop can that's what it felt like it was like so i i, have, I just had a bad bad experience with the kia so i don't know this is my maybe the new ones are nicer and maybe i'm not giving them enough credit but maybe someone out there listening want, can can give you a hot deal on i want one of them new trailblazers nice man wheels. they're nice this is they're real yeah. nice this is boring. Let's yeah, move sorry. On. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I haven't done shit. One thing that did happen this week that's very exciting, though, is that we got a teaser trailer for Candyman. Now, we oh, had, yeah. now two weeks ago, uh, we didn't or talk, about a week and a half ago. We didn't talk about the short film. They put out a little short film, if Man. you saw it. It was like a shadow puppet sort of uh, short film. Oh, it was so good, and dude. And it's like, the, it's, it's so crazy how, you know, none of the, none of the protests and all the social things that are going on right now mm. were even... I mean, granted, these problems have been thought about oh, for a long course. time, yeah, but like, yeah, none yeah. of that had taken place yet. And right. the, the fact that this movie is literally about that very thing, Just the and t- it's coming out at yeah, this like time. Yeah, like the timing is, is crazy. Because um, like you said, obviously they made the movie probably oh, over yeah. a year ago. Oh, yeah. It, it deals with the ideas of uh, systemic racism and stuff, so that's obviously something that's on the tongues of people I mean, as it is in this Man country. That's what Candyman was about to begin with. Right, right, right. Uh, in the original mm, one. Yeah, Um. But yeah, just the timing right now, and mm-hmm. man, that short film came out—the the, the so shadow good. puppet short film—it was so powerful. Well, and then this week we got an actual teaser trailer where we actually saw footage and everything else. Yeah. And the most exciting part about it is that at the very, very end, you do actually hear Tony Todd's voice. Plus, a um, there was a painting of Candyman that was Tony Todd's likeness. Yeah. So that pretty much, I think, answers the question. That Tony Todd is ref- is coming back at least as a form of the Candyman. Yeah, whether it be like a passing kind of thing, or whether it be like there can be more than one. Who knows? But I don't know how. They're, who knows how they're going to do it? But like, I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm. Do you have any? Do you have any ideas? Like, do you have any? Just from watching what we've seen so far, like, do you have any ideas of what this? 
I'm well, I'm th- like are you when you say a passing do you think are you thinking like a passing of the torch sort of thing? Cuz that's kind of the sense that I get from sort it. Sort of cuz there is there's a character in the movie that I can <clears throat> see taking up the mantle and I think that he's sort of primed uh for that role. Mm-hmm. Um but who knows they could they could set it up cuz at the end of it he goes Candyman or the beginning of it he goes they go Candyman's not a man Candyman's the whole damn hive. Mm. So in that regard there can be the Candyman doesn't necessarily Does he say not a man does he say it? He's not a man. Candyman isn't a man. He's the whole damn hive. Meaning, like the mm. the idea of Candyman can exist in tons of different people. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm get- gathering. Yeah. There can be more than one. Um, you know, or or what, I don't know. I Who miss knows? I miss that I miss that line. I heard the part where he said he's the whole damn hive. Are you sure he didn't say he's not a bee? No, he's the whole damn hive. No, no, he's not a man. Oh. He, Candyman isn't isn't a man or isn't a person or something like that. That doesn't doesn't say anything about a bee though. Oh, well, it's basically the idea I'm, that Candyman. I'm saying that is, in, I'm saying the the metaphor doesn't really make no, sense if you because because Candyman isn't just one physical being. He's an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the idea. I get it. Yeah, that's yeah. the yeah. So I'm just super excited about it. Um, and I wasn't going to cover that in the news, so I wanted to talk about it. Okay. But uh, yeah, other than that though, I've just been boring, man. I got nothing else going on. Right on, right on, man. It's 4th of July. Tomorrow's we're gonna, the 4th of July. We're going to do our annual uh, driveway fireworks that we yep. do every year. Literally just me and Mike drinking beer in my driveway and lighting off fireworks. Let, letting off fountains, okay? Yeah. We're not, yeah, we don't <laughs> mess with the, the mortars and all that shit. Like, leave that to the professionals, man. And it's... I've seen too many people lose their eyeballs. Shout out to Dave Rexroth. Like... <laughs> Like, I've seen too many people blow their hands up. If you follow Miss Ann Jemmy on Instagram this time of year, she always posts, oh, this is a guy who got his hand in front of a mortar and blew his entire fucking hand off. If And given the fact that we are drinking, yeah, not necessarily small amounts. Yeah. (laughs) Fountains are a way more responsible way of enjoying the 4th of July while being irresponsible and drinking and doing fireworks. (laughs) I'll tell you what my favorite firework that we get every single year. Mm. is the uh what is it called the blooming yes I got, Wh- what the hell is it called i got four packs of what's those it called the bl- the blooming blossom the blooming sparks or blooming something you, whatever it is they look like m80s and then you light them and they spin in a circle it's super spi- fast and they it's, shoot it spins up in the air. oh are those the ones that, i think those are the ones that just stay on the ground aren't they mm. i thought they lifted a little bit i don't know maybe not shoot up it doesn't matter just, they're fun just stay on the ground like 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 snakes and sparklers, man. Yeah. Those those are those are the ones that I like. You know? Yeah, the snakes that will completely disfigure your driveway for years to come. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's parents were so happy when kids when you would light off those when they're Oh dude. <laughs> yeah, those 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 last literally forever. Oh yeah. You can't get but it's kinda like a nice little uh I don't know. It's like a little um, like a like a little token from the past, you know? No, Every sure. time you walk out on your patio you see that little black circle and you're like, Oh, I'm pretty sure my dad looks at it every single time and goes, "Fucking kids." This fucking <laughs> never wanted, <laughs> never wanted a third kid. Uh, I feel like I'm peaking. You hear me? Of, like I'm distorting a little bit. Uh, we'll fix that in a second here. Because speaking of mistakes, uh, let's get into some corrections. Yeah. Stupid! You're so stupid. Um, okay, one correction from last week, uh, and this comes courtesy of Mindless Genius, again, because he keeps us on our toes. Uh, you had said that Top Gun Maverick was a remake. It is not. It oh. is a sequel. Okay. Uh, other than that, though... Well, thank you, Josh, because I, I don't know anything about Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking out of my ass, yeah. so thanks for calling me out. I'm pretty... I'm, I'm going to go on record and say that it, 
I don't know that there's going to be any story to it. Let's be honest. The first movie barely had a story to it. It's it's just it's just pilots swinging their dicks around. That's pretty much what that movie is. All I know is that at one point in time, Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer are playing volleyball. Volleyball with their Topless. shirts off. Mm. I love it. I do love a good so topless I, scene. So I need, and <laughs> I'm in, I am equal opportunity with. Uh, yeah, man. Hey, hey! Everyone knows my my uh, uh, affinity for uh, dick scenes. So why would the topless volleyball you, scene not? Uh... <laughs> you do love you do you do love a good dick scene. I I'm equal opportunity, man. Like maybe not so much in my personal life, but when it comes to movies, if you're gonna if 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 the, if the chick's got to show it, hey, it's only fair, right? That's all I'm saying. I think every film should feature several men in lounge kilts, lounging around with no underwear on. I think, I think that there should be a, <laughs> a scene in a movie where a dude is wearing a lounge kilt with no underwear, and they do the whole Sharon Stone basic instinct thing. <laughs> like you do that, and all of a sudden, <laughs> it's just terrible though because there would be <laughs> during the so the one leg would uncross, and then there would be sort of a, like a flopping motion <laughs> and then and then there would be a crushing no yeah it might not uh, it might not actually because if they're sitting there you know you're they gotta sit there for a while these lights are on you you're sweating or oh, you're not wearing anything oh. they're gonna the leg's gonna come over you're just gonna see the balls and the dick literally stuck to each other to the side <laughs> of the leg and it's not gonna move <laughs> but if the lounge kilt offers the sort of ventilation that you're telling me it does yeah but i also wasn't in front of blindingly hot lights and everything else though i guess we'll that's to, all i'm saying i guess we'll have to give it a try <laughs> next time i'm game yeah I'm tomorrow game. <laughs> tomorrow if it's another 95 degree day you sit out on your patio in your lounge kilt and then at some point in time just uncross your legs and recross them i will and then give me an update i'll call you i'll, I'll put my uh my camera phone out there i'll, I'll videotape it for you <laughs> i'll just send it to you oh. i'll send it to the whole group they won't even know what's going on yeah that's fine <laughs> All right, James. Um, besides showing our All sponsors right, off, what are we uh, what are we doing this week? Oh boy! <clears throat> so this week we are talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part One, the original and the part and Part Two. Um, very exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is ah oh, man, what mm, kind of fell short on this one, man? Oh, did it? Yeah. Doesn't it, you, you don't think it fits? I don't really get why you picked I th- it. I thought it was good. Do I need to explain it? No, I'll just do my thing. Uh, so this is Chainsaw Ale. <laughs> Double Sawtooth <laughs> from Left Hand Brewing Company. Uh, brewed on the banks of the mighty St. Vrain. That's weird. Uh, many times we've heard more is not always better. Chainsaw is a connoisseur version of our award-winning Sawtooth Ale. Designed to befuddle silly generalizations about life, this double ESB pours a brilliant deep ruby amber with a rocky near white head. The nose opens with bright spicy and herbal hops with hints of dried fruit and port. The flavor starts with a chewy, yes, chewy, bready malt and hints of brulee and cola nut that are that are suddenly Colon nut? Cola. I don't I don't think I want that in my beer. Cola nut. <laughs> that are suddenly swept away by time-like and hoppy bitterness. The strong herbal flavors then give way to a dry finish of licorice, gentian, which I have no idea what that is, and Italian bitters. We hope you enjoy. She's a 9.4 uh, alcohol by volume. So and uh, This is a double espresso. 
a double espresso? That's what an ESP is. I actually had to look that up. And this so, is, well, hold, this says ESB. Oh, is it ESB? E- I thought it was ESP. Hold on, let me find it. Award winning sawtooth. This double ESB. Oh. <gasps> okay. What have you done? I don't know. Well, I looked, at, I looked up ESB and it was espresso. So I thought that's what it was. Who knows? Um, I do have uh, I do have a, a confession to make. Okay. I did buy this from our less than less than happy oh. store. Is there a date on it? It's very faint on the front on the actual bottle, sort of in the crease. Oh, uh, uh, okay. If you can if you can see that, I don't want to give it away. I feel like this is this is something that you need to look at uh, for yourself. Um, here's the thing, though. It's a double, therefore it should age. I'm assuming. <laughs> Uh, well, it says okay. It specifically says vintage on the side. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. If something says vintage, yep. I gotta imagine that but it's then meant it's followed, to age, but right? Then it's followed with a Best Buy. <laughs> All right, so it's a vintage of 2014. I think that's that's the first time I've ever seen a vintage date on the I side agree. of a, a a bottle of beer. I agree. So vintage 2014 Best Buy, June 10th, 2015. <laughs> So, so we're only five years late. <laughs> oh Lord! So we've had so this is Chainsaw Ale. We've had um, what was the other one that they mentioned on here? Sawtooth. We've had we had Sawtooth for one episode once. Did we? I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'll take your word for it. We didn't already do Texas Chainsaw Massacre, did we? I don't think so. We should probably look that up. If we did, well. I don't think so, but we... If we... I don't think we did either, but if we did, this would be a fun experiment to go back and listen to it and see if our uh, opinions changed at all. The only thing I can think of maybe is uh, high high tension. No, that's no. more of a... Bu- or no, uh, buzz, uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. I don't think we did it for that, though. I'm going really, to be really angry if we did it. We didn't do the double, though, I don't think. No, we, no, we haven't had this. Oh, okay, okay. I, I think that we've had that sawtooth... Sawtooth ale or whatever, though. Let's see here. Some... I'm just double-checking to make sure we didn't do... Okay, no, we have not done Texas Chainsaw. Okay. So we're good. We're good there. Um, and left... This is go. left hand. Take that. Take that. Take that! So, she is a... Uh, How does she uh, smell? She's got a lot of sediment in her. Ooh, I'm gonna have, that means I'm gonna have a lot in this. Yikes. Um... Yeah, I don't know here, Mike. Holy balls. That's a lot of that's a lot of chunky bits. There's oh a- my god. That's really pretty though when I shine the light through it. That's a lot of stuff though, Mike. Oh my gosh. You ever wonder if we're poisoning ourselves by drinking such well, old beer? Probably probably. Here. Look at that uh here, do mine. Do mine. See look how at- oh! oh wow, we just peaked. We did. <laughs> I um I'm almost wondering if we should strain this. I'm not gonna strain it, dude. I don't know, man. All that sediment's the good stuff. That's Dude, your protein. I, there's literally chunks in mine. Let's just try it first, <laughs> and then we'll f- we'll figure it out from there. I don't know that I want to. Well, this might be Oof. a this might be a sip and pour Ooh, out yeah, kind of deal. Yeah. This might All be right. our first well, pour out. Well, let's see what we get. That is not good. Doesn't. That's a Let's, beer. Mm, that's a beer that's gone bad, Mike. Yeah. I thought, mm, oh yeah. I thought, oh. For, I thought for a second maybe it was gonna be okay, but it's got that soy sauce taste. Yes, it does. Yep, that's not good anymore. Well, 
It took us four years, James. It's the first pour out. Four years and 193 episodes <clears throat> that we've gotten a bad beer. No, I should have known better. Well, but I mean, it's an, it, it's not our first mm. time having a, a a bad beer per se. No, we've had bad beer, but not 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 to, to where the, it was just like out of date and literally floating with sea monkeys. <laughs> well, that's disappointing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's real. It's real disappointing. What else do you have in your fridge? Um, what else do you have over in your uh, your your little stash over there? Um, we have a. Uh, oh, you know what? We have some Roke blow your face out. Oh. That actually yeah. works. So it's saving that for when we did like a scanners, scanners, scanners episode because yeah. that's what it's famous for. But you know what? Desperate times, my friend. Blow your face out? That still works for this because he it's, takes I mean, people's faces off. He doesn't blow anybody's doesn't... faces necessarily, <laughs> but he does He does blow them out, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose so. so okay, so here, um, here's what we're going to do. We are going to pop some of those in the freezer because they are warm right now. Mm-hmm. Get at least a little bit of a chill to them. And uh, we will have uh, a second unbeering when we start tofu. It's a whole new ball game here on the Buzzkill Podcast. <laughs> Dude, it's 2020. Anything can happen. Holy shit! <laughs> All right. Oh, well, I'm so uh, disappointed that was terrible beer. Well, uh, that's what we're not drinking, <laughs> and that's what we're talking about. So let's get into the bleed feed. James. Yes, Michael. While the beer is in the fridge, let's uh, let's talk about some news, shall we? Okay. There's actually not uh, not a whole heck of a lot this week. Um, oh, let's see here. Uh, rest in peace. This is sad. Rest in peace uh, this week to Danny Hicks. Uh, Danny Hicks, we talked about just a couple of weeks ago, uh, star of the movie we are wa- currently watching. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we started today with, uh, Godzilla 98, the <laughs> best Godzilla movie. Oh my um, God. and we've moved on to, that, that is not an opinion <laughs> shared by both of us, by the way. <laughs> we've moved on to Intruder, which is starring the late Danny Hicks. Um, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, um, about how he was diagnosed with stage four cancer and that he was doing some signings from his home for people that, you know, were never able to meet him. And unfortunately he has succumbed to it much quicker than we had hoped. Yeah. Uh, So he was just 68 years old. Uh, He passed away this week. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what kind of cancer it was, but um, in addition to Intruder, he's probably best known for Evil Dead 2. Also Maniac Cop, Wishmaster. My name is Bruce, Darkman. He's been in some other stuff as well. Um, And yeah, so that just, it always sucks. You can't fuck cancer. Takes it takes all the good ones. Yeah, you know. Yep. Not that I guess it takes whoever it takes, but <laughs> not just the good ones. But um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, rest in yeah. peace. Uh, rest in peace, Danny Hicks. Man, that's a big one for me, being a huge Evil Dead fan. So I never, um, never got anything signed by him. I should have. I never did. Did you ever meet him? Once. At a Comic Con or something. At a con, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a super nice guy. Never, I never got anything uh, signed by him though. So, hey, what are you gonna do? Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, moving on. Much like how Disney acquired the Alien Predator film franchises when they purchased Fox, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel has now acquired the rights for both series' comic book lines, uh, with new stories in the works. Here's why this is a big deal, and this is all speculation on my behalf here, right? But <laughs> 
if uh, Marvel is doing, they're putting out new books, new stories, whatever, right? Uh-huh. If those do well, I have to imagine that that could be stepping stones to actually getting new film franchise movies, mm. new Alien movies, new Predator movies, which, from my understanding, both of them are kind of not real hot right now in terms of they want to make new ones. Right. You know, Ridley Scott has been trying for a new Alien movie. They don't really seem to want to do it. Yeah. But if these books do well, you know, then that could be them looking at it and go, oh, hey, there's an audience for this. Let's make more movies. So um, if you're into Alien... Problem, or- problem is nobody knows how to read anymore. Well, there's pictures. Oh, yeah. They're comic books. Oh, the pretty pictures. Oh, I forgot pretty, about the pretty you pictures. You don't need words. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so if you are if you are into uh, Alien Predator, uh, check those out. Um, okay, home decor. I'm sorry, horror decor. Horror decor. Dot com. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. horror decor. Horror decor. Horror decor. <laughs> Difference. <laughs> Two very different websites. I'm sending you to. Um, they're One, making one's a bunch of tassels and stuff. <laughs> well, they're both making my dreams come true. Oh I'll tell boy! You that much. All right. Um, Back in the 90s, there was one product that I always wanted that uh, my folks would never buy for me. Mm-hmm. Wanted one so bad. It's a certain little man you can take into the bedroom, bounce around on the bed with. Oh, uh, um, f- uh, Wrestle Buddy? Yeah. 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 You never oh, had- I'm sorry. I'm thinking about little men. Um, <laughs> HorrorDecor.com Horror has already put out one, but they're putting out a new... They look exactly like the wrestling buddies, yeah. But they're Jason Voorhees. Oh, yeah. There's a classic Jason one with the green pants and the the classic mask, yeah. But then they're now putting out Baghead Jason. Oh, nice. And so if you're into that, it'll cost you'll set you back like forty nine dollars for like the full size one. But you can also get like a smaller, like half size version for nah. twenty five bucks. Nah. Spend the fifty bucks. Spend the fifty bucks. And you can you too can bring Jason to bed and wrestle with him. <laughs> Dude, I mean, uh, come on. <laughs> our our buddy Greg, growing up, we, he had uh, the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan, and it's amazing how much time we spent actually wrestling. Like, oh yeah, you think about it now, and you're like, really? It's basically a pillow, <laughs> but it's we wrestled with them for hours. Oh, dude, it was were, so much fun. It was when it, when you were kids. Yeah, yeah, Hell yeah, yeah. It was awesome, um, and I still would. Like last week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was younger last week than I was today, so yeah. I was a little I was I was littler back then. Yeah. Um no, I, I always loved those things. I always wanted one. My parents would never get me one. Um so yeah, I might uh, I might have to make my dreams come true and buy myself a baghead, Jason. Yep. Thirty five and buying his first stuffy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there's a kink for that somewhere. Um let's oh, see. I here. guarantee it. Speaking of uh, having kinks for things, John Carpenter. I has do have released, a kink for John Carpenter. Has released new music. Oh. This is exciting. Uh, the, this, it's called Skeletons with a B-side called Unclean Spirit. Now, these are. Uh, they, it sounds like these are the first two songs that are going to probably end up making Lost Themes 3. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. I listened to them today. They're so good. Um, yeah, they're on all streaming services like Spotify, Bandcamp, you know, uh, his website, go to it, Sacred Bones. Um they're also releasing them in a and vinyl if you want them uh, on wax. And Which you can get those. I'm assuming you will already pre-ordered. Nice. Um, it's it's like almost thirty dollars for two songs, but <laughs> I have thing is I have every single other John Carpenter record. Right, so at this right. point, I kind of feel like I got to keep it going. 
You got to scoop them up while you can. Exactly. Um, pretty quick. But anyway, you can get there up for pre-order right now through Sacred Bones Records or endofanear.com. So uh, go there and check it out. Check, check it out. Check it out. That's my, that my radio voice. I wish COVID would, uh, you know, fuck off and John Carpenter would go on tour again. Oh, shit, right? You know what I mean? On the bright side, though. He's releasing new music and he's scoring again for movies. Yeah. So we're we are getting it still. Yeah. Just yeah, not that's, that's cool. And I just want to go see him live. We've again, seen though. him twice, which is probably two more times than most people. So I consider us pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah. To be oh, honest for with sure, you. man. Like so. I that's it was awesome. I'd love another one like the first one though, where they actually yep. screened a film beforehand. Yep. And then and he came out a, and played. Like that was awesome. And it was in a in a theater where the ground wasn't concrete, so your legs weren't destroyed by the end of the concert oh we got to sit down oh yeah <laughs> so nice because <laughs> when you're our age sitting down at a concert is awesome uh yeah 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 i went to see rancid a few months ago and i sat down for it <laughs> <laughs> wow and it was awesome <laughs> wow james i'm not sure i would have admitted that um hey, what uh what's new on blue baby all right ifc midnight's swallow will make it go ahead swallow Swallow it. <laughs> there you go. I have seen Midnight Swallow will make it uh, make its Blu-ray and DVD debut on August fourth, courtesy of Scream Factory. This provocative and squirm-inducing psychological thriller follows one woman's unraveling as she struggles to reclaim independence in the face of a, an oppressive system by whatever means possible. Basically, it's the story of my wife. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, last week, Robert Zombie. Teased the upcoming Blu-ray release of his Firefly trilogy. This week, we learned that the collection will include uh, the that the collection, which includes House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell, of course, will be a Target exclusive, available on September eighth. And in case you forgot, Michael, mm. it is indeed immortalized in stunning steelbook packaging. I'm, I'm, so don't slide off your chair. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and say the same thing I said last week. The only thing that could possibly make Three from Hell worse is being put in a fucking steelbook. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, no, you, said that, you said the exact same thing last week, and you were supposed to take it from me, and you didn't. Uh, I was supposed to take that... Um, that, fuck, that Crow? Crow 2037. All Rob Zombie. Apparently, you just don't want any Rob Zombie. I just don't want any Rob Zombie. Uh, let's see, Lionsgate, uh, Lionsgate's Vestron Video Collectors Series is returning this Halloween season with two brand new Blu-ray releases, including the debut of Richard Greenberg's Little Monsters from 1989, which is one of my personal favorites from when I was younger. I love that movie, dude. I don't think I've ever seen it. What? I don't think I've ever seen it. Sorry. I was more of a Monster Monster Squad kid. <sighs> I mean, it's fine. Monster Squad is awesome, but this movie is so good, Mike. I'm, I'm sorry, and it's it bums uh, me out that you didn't. You. It bums me out that you didn't because I, you'll watch it now, mm-hmm. and you will love it. I know you will, but there's I, there's a feeling that's going to be missing. That's fair. You know what I mean? It's like how you waited until you were 31 to see Jaws. Yeah, but I love it now. So <laughs> that was that was that was the right way to do it, in my opinion. You probably should have saw it when you were younger. <laughs> Uh, also, David Cronenberg's Shivers from 1975. Both releases will fe- uh, will feature. Jeez, I my computer. I, I I would blame this on me typing, but I think my computer's stupid. <laughs> Both releases will feature. <laughs> I don't even know what this sentence means. <laughs> Just read it. Read it as is. 
Okay. Both releases will feature be getting the full special edition treatment from Lionsgate and will be available in September. Uh, Ari Aster's 171 minute. Real quick. Real quick. Yeah. Those, here's the cool thing about those new Vestron releases. Yeah. So Vestron, um, it's like, it was Lionsgate's version of Scream Factory or Arrow, whatever, right? Yeah. I'm trying to be competitive in the market. Um, the two guys that weren't they all expensive as fuck though? Yeah, the, so the two guys that were running it before they both <laughs> left, which is everybody thought was going to be the end of the line because mm. Lionsgate notoriously just doesn't give a shit about their back catalog, yeah. especially their horror titles. Yeah, and they don't give the rights out, which is why you'll never get a lot of these on Scream or Arrow or whatever. Um, the the thing is, they were always crazy expensive. Like you're talking like thirty five, forty dollars for. I mean, and they're don't get me wrong, they're good, mm. but like. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they were worth that kind of money. Some of them are even more than that. 49, I think some of them were. Yeah. I just don't think they're worth that kind of money. These two movies are both 14.95 a piece. Really? Yeah. Nice. Like you can literally pre-order both of them for less than $30. And it's and, and it says it's they're getting a like a full array a full that's, array of special special features. That's so. what they say. We'll see if any yeah. of them are new. We'll see if any of them are carryovers from other stuff, who knows, but Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Ari Aster's 171-minute director's cut of Midsummer is finally available on Collector's Edition 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray nice. from A24. A24 details that the Blu-ray disc comes enclosed in a cloth-bound Harga yellow slipcase accompanied by an illustrated 62-page booklet featuring original artworks from the film by Ragnar Persson. What a sweet name. Ragnar and wait, a for- wait, what's his last name? Person. Ragnar Person. Ragnar Person. He's not just a person. He's a Ragnar. He's a Ragnar Person. person. <laughs> <laughs> and a forward by Marty Scorsese. Uh, you can grab a copy wow. for $45 on A24's website with orders shipping by July 20th. Nice. So That's pretty cool actually. So, you know. It's you pretty, know. It's pretty bomb ass. It's pretty bomb ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, last but certainly not least, from Universal comes the Alfred Hitchcock Classics Collection, which will include The Birds, Rear Window, Vertigo, and the original uncut version of Psycho, which was released on home video for the first time back in 2018 in Germany. Uh, There's no more details or an official release date just yet. That's pretty cool, though. So stay tuned. These are probably my favorite Hitchcock films. That being said, I have not seen his entire catalog, but I think Vertigo is my favorite Hitchcock I do, movie. I, do like I mean, Vertigo. like obviously Psycho is amazing, The Birds is amazing, mm-hmm. Rear you Window know, is amazing. Birds, All four of these movies are the, incredible, the, but the Vertigo birds, has got sort of a special place in my heart. The Birds is a weird one for me. I had very, I had very fond memories of The Birds because mm. I did see that when I was a lot younger. Yeah, and I remember like when I was a kid, I remember it being kind of scary and and terrifying and yeah. you know, the whole deal. And I watched it. I don't know. It was probably a couple of years ago. I watched it. And it just came off as hokey to me. Did it? Kinda, yeah. Like yeah. I really wanted to like have that same effect or whatever, but it just it just didn't. Maybe it was like the mindset when I was watching it or something. I don't know. I haven't revisited it since. But here's here's something interesting. We watched the birds in school. Is that weird? Um, I we, mean, we watched it. We watched it in. It's not like it's not like that movie's extra gory or anything like that. It's no. more atmosphere. So. We watched it in like psychology class or something like that. I could see that. Was it for like an assignment, or did you guys just watch it for the hell of it? I think it was because my psychology teacher, uh, Mr. Sarsfield, liked to 
do drugs and didn't give a shit about his job. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> that <laughs> <Honestly>. sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a kicker on the football team, and he walks up to me one day. I hope nobody from Bad X listens to this and gets him <laughs> fired if he still has a job up there. But um, <laughs> he walks up to me one day, and he, he was – I think he was a special teams assistant coach or something. And I was a kicker, so he was... Did, a, did he put his finger in your butt? No. Oh. Maybe we should even bleep out his name just in case <laughs> he has a job still up there. I don't know if he works up there or not, but he walks up to me and he says um, he says something about, like, oh, it's Friday, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to go home, take a shit shower and shave, and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, he starts talking about doing morphine. I was like... <laughs> I'm 17, dude. Like, why are you talking to me about this? And Maybe he wanted to share. Fuck, I don't know. And then put his finger in your butt. Maybe. <laughs> uh, he was all about the ladies. He was always uh, um, kind of... It's called a beard, James. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, he had a goatee. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> all right. So he's half, should, so he's half into it. We should probably go out. And we should we should go back and bleep out his name though, just I'll in bleep, case afterward. I will bleep his name out. <laughs> um, okay, you done? Yeah, I'm all done. Right. So here's the most exciting news of the week. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs has taken. He has a connection to the second movie we're talking about tonight. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs has taken to Twitter to basically officially announce that a collection of his old TNT Monster Vision shows will finally be getting an official release. Nice. Um, this is exciting because they're not available anywhere. Now, I I doubt that they are going to come packaged with the movies themselves because mm. that would be a rights nightmare. Um, I guess maybe perhaps some of them if, if circumstances were, were right, but... My guess is that it's just going to be uh, all of his segments, you know, um, piggybacked on top of each other and, and released. And that's amazing. Uh, so he took to Twitter basically and said, anyone offering Monster Vision quote-unquote box sets, DVDs, etc., is a bootlegger, and your 50 to $80 is going to get you an incredibly crappy image with uh, even worse than what you can already find on YouTube. Uh, just wait a few months and we'll have something official. Now, I know that cause he you owns... Don't, you don't think... I you think that it's just going to be the segments and not the movies? I highly doubt because here's if the thing. If they're talking about doing this, don't you think that they would do maybe, it? Maybe for certain films, mm. but I know that Joe Bob himself actually owns all of the master copies to every single episode he's ever done. Right. Like he personally owns them. So to there's his no segments. Right, there, yes. Yeah, so there's no rights. There's no nothing. Like he right. can do whatever he wants with them. I think that um, Darcy, uh, his current male girl, She's been trying to get this stuff for a long time because she posts about it online all the time, mm -hmm. and uh, like they post pictures of like just boxes and boxes. I think there's a whole um, there was an entire storage unit basically filled with tapes of of all this shit. Yeah, and uh, he didn't think that anybody would ever want it. Like I don't think that he ever thought there was a market for it, mm. and that is not the case because myself included. I would kill to have some of those. Like, yeah. Hear hear his thoughts on stuff back in the '90s and whatnot. Be just, I don't know. It's it's something that I'm into. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Plus, the bootleg market will skyrocket for <laughs> people that will buy these if it's just the segments and then dub them into the movies and then sell them. Oh, excuse me. Well, that's not a good thing, though. It's probably not. Come to think of it, <laughs> no, that's a that's a bad thing. I would do it though, what? for myself. Like, like for myself, I wouldn't sell them, but like oh. for myself, I would absolutely do it. Like, the, the, he did one for Evil Dead. Like, I would absolutely 
splice his segments into a copy of Evil Dead. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like if it if it is just the segments. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. I I Oh I didn't... no, I'm not talking about just like ripping them and selling them. I was That's saying, like, what I thought you were talking about. I was like, no. why is that a good thing? No, if it's just the segments though. Right. And then you can splice, splice them, them the into movie the movies. Then, yeah, for sure. And then and then you can like I said, people would probably bootleg them and sell them like that. But yeah, yeah. I'm just happy they're they're out there. Yeah. So well I mean you can even uh I was gonna say you could you could find a way to watch the movie and then, but that would be a It'd be annoying, be a pain in the ass. Yep. So I'm uh, I'm interested to see how how his plan is to release these though. So cool, Daddyo. Yeah, that's it. All right, um, bomb ass. Well, do you want to? <laughs> I just every time you say that, I think about the fact I I uh our one of our buddies had a girlfriend who. All of his other buddies called bomb ass when they were they were they were younger, and it's not for the reason you think. It was because they said she never washed her jeans. Like she had one pair of jeans and she never washed them, so they called her bomb ass. Gross. <laughs> and dirty pants. They called her dirty pants too. <laughs> Do you know who it was? No. I'll tell you off the air. Okay. I don't want to call anybody out, but anyway, we're gonna grab our uh, our makeup beer. Oh yeah. Right, real quick, I'll go grab that. Why don't you? Uh, Entertain. Why don't you wax poetic about horror for a minute? Oh, God. Um, well, here, I'll say this. You know, we're talking about the Texas Chainsaw and Texas Chainsaw 2. Um, I, I had seen Texas Chainsaw um, probably, I don't know, six six months to a year ago. I'd probably last time I watched it. I had not seen the second movie in a long time. And I had forgotten. I always thought that, because we were talking about this when we were watching, I always thought that the characters were different. And they're not. I didn't realize that the uh, the grandpa or the the dad. But I didn't realize that the dad was the same guy, um, or the uncle, whoever he is. Cook, yeah, yeah, the, or the cook. Um, I don't know who he is in, in the family. I don't think they actually say who he is in the family. But I was reading the trivia for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and granted, this is on IMDb, so I don't, you know, like some sometimes those things aren't that accurate. But um, <clears throat> one of the one of the factoids said that he was their brother. Oh, but I don't. Because they have the grandfather. Mm-hmm. The grandfather is still alive, well, barely. Then it, then it would make sense that he would be the father. That's what I thought too, but I don't. I don't know. I just. I assumed Cook was their dad. That's what I. That's what I always assumed. But, but uh, I'm also an idiot. All right, so we are cracking, James. What are we drinking now? All right, so now we are switching to blow your face out double IPA from Roke. Brewing Company. This could uh, not look like a more different beer. Right here, <laughs> right here in uh, beautiful Royal Oak, Michigan. Uh, let's see here. We've got... Where is it? Roke's Blow Your Face Out Double IPA was crafted to maximize the dank character of hops with piney, tropical, and stone fruit aromas and flavors. With over 100 IBUs, these hops are ready to explode right out of the bottle. So grab a glass. This beer is going to blow your face out. Whoa. And we upped the alcohol content oh, to a t- to a ten point five. Of course we did. Um, I really like Roke beers. Uh, oh, so do I. I haven't had. I don't think I've had any of them that I Their didn't enjoy. My French next one, toast Devil oh, Dog, dude, so might be good, the greatest. It might be the best like heavy beer. It's the breakfast of champions. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I love French toast to begin with. It literally tastes like French toast with syrup on it. It's so it's, good. It's, it's amazing. My uh, my new next door neighbor who just moved in like less than a year ago. He works at Rogue. So oh really? Maybe he can start hooking us up with some beers, dude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Shaw. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers again. Cheers, for a bro. Time. Hey, Hopefully, man. this one goes better. Yeah. Mm. So much better. That tastes like 10.5%. That tastes like 10.5%. It does, though. Yeah. It's delicious, but it does not hide its alcohol content. I'll tell you that much. She's a double for a reason, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Double trouble. All right. Anyway, uh, oh, I can't say that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Did I already do that part? You did. You can do it again. <laughs> I'll let you do it again. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Again. We just did the bleed feed. So now we're going to take a, a little break, and um, when we get back, we're going to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to nerd out on it for a little while, you know what I mean? Everything's bigger in Texas. Ring, ring. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right. If you've ever needed a reason to not pick up a hitchhiker, <laughs> this is the movie for you. That's the one. Um, um, okay. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, no, by all means. No, go ahead. James. It's, by all means. It's, it's too early on for me to get into factoids <laughs> here, so just keep going. No, uh, te- the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974 you know, one of the one of the godfathers of of the genre, I would say at that point. Yeah, I mean, there weren't there weren't too too many uh, movies like this that came out beforehand. I mean, don't get me wrong, there was lots of splatter movies and whatnot, but the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a beast all of its own. I think this this movie really sort of changed the game, though. You know, I I agree a hundred percent. And uh, directed by Tobe Hooper, Tobe, Tobe, Tobes, <laughs> Tobes McGubbs, Toby Hooper, which. <laughs> I don't even need to go through his accolades because everybody fucking knows Toby Hooper. Um, uh, f- fucking Flubber. Um. <laughs> uh, the sequel, <laughs> Flibber. Yeah. Um, synopsis here. Two siblings and three of their friends en route to visit their grandfather's grave in Texas end up falling victim to a family of cannibalistic psychopaths uh, and must survive the terrors of Leatherface and his family. Fuck, this movie's good. Uh, the that's si- the most terrifying sound in all of horror so by the way it's funny that you bring that up right away yeah because i put that in the intro because i know you, i knew that you would love mm, it i love but it dude i i now have a brand new box uh box pick for an episode top 10 sounds in horror so you said that really cool i like sounds the sounds in horror. top 10 sounds in horror <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying though because there's so many movies that have these iconic... well you already know that that's number one sure but like there's so many movies that have these iconic like either sounds or sound effects or yeah. whatever right and oh dude I, oh that's a good one yeah a right top 10 because i can already think of several oh, right yeah. now oh yeah oh that's a good one dude right it's in the it's box. It's a good one, I'm gonna dude. It, I'm gonna put yeah, it in the man. Box. Let's uh, put it in my box. I'm I'm ready for it. <laughs> you know, I love your box. Um, uh, is there anybody that hasn't seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Like anybody listening to the show? Uh, John Larroquette. Who? <laughs> John Larroquette. You know uh, who? You know in? who John Larroquette is, right? 
I don't think that I do. No? The Should actor, I? comedian, he was on Night Court. Uh, he did the opening monologue. I'm, mono- not, I'm he- not much of a courtroom drama guy. No, it's a comedy, <laughs> dude. You've never seen Night Court never before? Seen Night Court. What the fuck is wrong I with you? I do love courtroom dramas, by the way. It's not a courtroom drama. It's a courtroom comedy. Then why is it called fucking Night Court? Because it's a comedy about a night court. Who has court at night? Harry Anderson's in it. Who? Fuck. Mike. God. <laughs> I'm killing you right now. I hate you. I literally know nothing about Harry this Harry Anderson court. was in It. Oh, okay. 1990? Yeah, yeah. He played uh, um, Richie. Now I know that. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, but John Larquette, dude, he's he was in he's he's been in uh he was in Night Court, he was in Stripes. How do you know that he has not seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Because so he's the guy who does the opening monologue that we heard at the beginning of the show. Oh which is I've always okay. thought that was a fun little factoid, the fact that he did the because he's a comedian. Sure. But he's got a great voice. So he very did, booming, very like it's very, uh, it's very, powerful. I mean, I, I, it's not, it's not Robert Stack. He's no Robert Stack. That's for sure. Nobody's a Michael Stack. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> nobody is a Michael Stack. Uh, but you, you hear that voice and you're like, oh man. Like, cause I, I remember seeing this movie cause I, I loved Night Court when I was younger. I used to watch it with my grandparents and my parents for that matter. Um, was that on court TV? <laughs> no, shut up. Should have been. <laughs> um, it was on True TV. Oh, it's a close second. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, he, even though he did the opening monologue for this and the 2003 remake. Oh. Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, he's never seen the original. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And his payment for doing the, his payment for doing the opening monologue, a marijuana cigarette. <laughs> it was the 70s. <laughs> it was... It was, God, a, it was a low budget movie in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the fact that it's low budget, um, mm. I think one of the rewatching it, like I said, I'd watched this movie about six months to a year ago, somewhere somewhere in that big open time frame. Um, and one of the things that always stands out to me about this flick is granted, everyone knows it, like I said, it's a classic, but the look of this movie is is almost it's very um it's very similar to a lot of movies of the time, but it's also extremely unique. Mm. Um, and I can't quite place my finger on why I feel that way, but like there is something about the look of this movie that is just unmistakably the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. Like a lot of other movies from the 70s, like the original Evil Dead, for example, um, they have like this this feeling of low budget. 70s that only low budget 70s look has yeah yet for some reason they all kind of have their own charm to it and texas chainsaw no other movie looks like it no other movie feels like it i feel like when you watch texas chainsaw you can see like just how oppressively hot it was you know what i mean maybe that's what it is it's like and like it's maybe almost humidity it's almost like, on the film or it's something. almost like you could smell how bad gunner uh oh. <laughs> gunner hansen yeah, smelled I read, I read about his uh lack of changing clothes yeah but <laughs> that but that's what i get when you when you see this movie like you you just like it, there's sort of a there's there's something about it that's almost uh 
uh, palpable. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can palp it. So you, you can... <laughs> I have palps. Can you palp me? Um, yeah, it's it, no, it is weird though. It's like you you watch it and it's you almost can like you almost feel a little bit grimy. Yeah, watching it. Yeah, like you know, like it leaves a sour taste in your mouth a little bit as you're watching it. I don't I don't know what it is. Well, and it really starts with like and and it's uh, the actors, uh, especially the actors who played the Sawyer family. Mm-hmm. Which did we we talked about this last night? They didn't actually have the 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 Sawyer family. No moniker until the second movie, and right? I don't know that I actually ever realized that until we watched uh, the second <clears throat> one last night. Yeah, I hadn't seen the second one in years. Yeah, I think it's been I'd, a long I think time I've only ever seen it maybe once or twice. Oh, really? Definitely, definitely, I've seen it once, but maybe <clears throat> twice. But and it was years ago. Um, that being said, it left an impression on me because I always knew that I loved that movie. Yet it's it was good to revisit it because there was a lot of stuff that I forgot. There was a lot of stuff that was it was nice to see it again. Yeah. And um and you could not have a difference in tones in the two movies oh, no. at all. Which no, was, we'll definitely talk about that. Yeah. Um, but back to the first one. Yeah, what I was saying, like the the actors who played. So you had um, Edwin Neal, who played Hitchhiker, mm-hmm. or uh, did he have a different name? No, it was Hitchhiker. It was just they do. He does have a, a different name in like. They finally give him a name in the second movie, which I believe is like Nubs or something like that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's nubs. a weird, yeah, it's a weird. Um, so Edwin Neal, who uh, who plays Hitchhiker, um, John Dugan is the <laughs> decrepit old grandfather. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, what was that guy's name? Sidow. Um, was it Jim Sidow? Jim Sidow, who plays old man, or yep. he's known as Cook in the second movie. Mm-hmm. And then obviously uh, Gunnar Hansen, who plays Leatherface, they do such a good job. And once you like, once you read more about what was happening behind the scenes, they do such a good job of making you feel just absolutely uncomfortable on screen. Oh yeah, that first scene where um, where they pick up Hitchhiker on the road, that whole ten minute scene in the van it's is so. Oh my god, dude! It's, it's like yeah. you're just sitting there going. What's gonna happen? Like I've seen this movie dozens of times, and every time I see it, I go. The thought that kept running through I my go, head God, is, "This is so uncomfortable." I know what's gonna happen, but it, I, it's like, it's like you're kind of like clenching, yeah. waiting for the, well, the buildup of it. Because you're watching it, and you're just, you're, you're, you're almost like screaming at the screen. You're like, "Kick him the fuck out of this van!" Yeah, why did why you pick did, him up? I listen. I can understand them picking him up, right? 100 degree weather out there they're being nice people but the second that he starts being really fucking weird you stop and say sorry dude get the fuck out <laughs> yeah. there's there's four and a half of us and there's one of you yeah. you know what I'm saying <laughs> four and a half of us <laughs> I'm that's just saying, awful the guy in the wheelchair can't exactly kick the guy's ass is all I'm saying <laughs> upper body he can, strength he can though. yell though he's got upper body strength and he has and a, a knife, knife. He's, he's got, got a knife he's the only one with okay, a knife fine. sorry four and three quarters <laughs> I feel like it's gonna I'm, piss some people off. I'm but. kidding. Come on, it's a joke. Um, um, no, but like my point is, I was like, you can gang up on him. Like the guy that's sitting uh, in the back. Who was that? Uh, Jerry? No, no, Kirk. Uh, Kirk. Kirk, who's sitting in the back? He looked like a strapping young lad. He could kick some ass. He right? actually, he actually reminded me of somebody from. Does, does he have like a, maybe like a Craig Owens thing going on or? Um, maybe I was gonna say modeling, perhaps. <laughs> modeling? I don't know. No, he's like four feet tall. I just figured you would have known him from some male model catalog or something. <laughs> Kelvin Klein. 
Um, no, he reminds me of like a local musician. I think I it's mean, I think it's Craig Owens. I don't think he's skeevy enough to be Craig Owens. Well, <laughs> he also doesn't suck enough at his job. <laughs> I don't like. I don't know. We don't know what he did. In all fairness, I'm not a fan of Craig Owens. By well, the way, well, what? He's he's Craig Owens. You, he's, like, uh, <laughs> you like him? I come I, on, Mike. Let's talk some shit. I'm luke. I'm lukewarm <laughs> on the guy. I like his. I like his. That sounded terrible. To get peeing on him or something. <laughs> I'm just lukewarm and all. No, over. I just. I was never a big Chiodos fan. I'm, I was. I was a big Chiodos fan. To be honest with you, like I. Uh, I was. Yeah. I dug it. You would. I would. You're right. Such a douche. What can I say? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, it's so time to stop trashing on <laughs> local musicians. Um, <laughs> Fuck Craig Owens. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he he seemed like he he seemed like he could probably hold his own. This guy. Uh, so so he was. Uh, oh no, he wasn't the Vietnam vet in the movie. No. In no. real life, Edwin Neal was a Vietnam vet. And he actually... The hitchhiker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he actually said, uh, uh, like, when they asked him about filming this movie, he's like, I actually, I hated filming this movie more than I hated being in Vietnam. Which is the sign of a good movie. No, seriously. Every, <laughs> well, no, yeah, every good classic movie has horror stories behind it. Like, look at, um, look at fucking... Um, uh, 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 Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Like, that movie, like, th- was a shit show when they were filming it. Was it? I don't know much it, about it. There's a documentary about it. It's called Hearts of Darkness, mm. and it is it was shot by Coppola's wife, actually, while they were on set, and th- that movie was an absolute shit show. Really? Like, the, like, at, like, nobody had a good time on that set mm. at all. It was... It was exhausting and excruciating and just like awful but your point is look at the movie look at the movie yeah you know what i'm saying so like like i feel like when you get those some like something that's like it's born out of it's born out of just like born out of the fire born yes yeah it really is though the ashes it it really kind of is though because like i and i think there's something to be said where when you put actors in that type of situation you put the filmmakers in that situation where nobody's having a good time there's just this weird, visceral, just like angry overtone. Well, it's like uh, you know what I'm saying. Like everything's way more serious, <clears throat> and everything's way more like left of center, if you will. Well, it's like and uh, and it hell- shows, and that's well, what makes it good. Well, it's like look at uh, fucking Leo. He how many years did uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is an amazing actor. How many years did he go without getting an Academy Award? And then he finally got one for The Revenant. I thought and, you were going to say, how many years did he spend sleeping in a bear? <laughs> what the fuck? The Revenant. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's well, what I'm talking about, no, but I, you're stupid. <laughs> no, but like, how many years did he go where he didn't win an Academy Award? Everybody thought he was going to. Because yeah. he's one of the best actors around, right? Sure. And then they finally shot The Revenant, which was... Literally, like they were in sub-zero degree weather for eighteen hours out of the day, just mm-hmm. fucking grinding it and out. That, and that's the one that does. And it. then it's one of the best movies yeah. of the year. I still haven't seen that movie, by the way. I have. It's good. Have you? Yeah, I uh, I would highly recommend it. Oh, actually, maybe I'll check it out. Uh, anyway, though, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. Um, so we already went through the uh, the Sawyer family. Yeah. You also have Marilyn Burns who plays Sally. Now, Sally. now I can understand why Leatherface went after Sally. I get it; they're cannibals, and she is scrumptious. 
Oh my god. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> would you would you would you perhaps say that she's an absolute treat? She is finger licking good. Oh <laughs> Everything about this is making me feel as uncomfortable as watching the Sawyer family themselves. My, my point is I was a big fan of Sally. I was also a big fan of Franklin, uh Sally's brother. Yeah. I loved his character. Yeah. I thought he was great. great. Um, he was just annoying enough for me to tell, like, literally want to yell, scream, dude, <laughs> fucking stop. Like, he was just, just annoying enough. I'll call it endearing for the, uh, for this, these purposes. You had, uh, Kirk. Annoying was, and endearing are the same thing in your eyes? In this particular instance, yes. Well, I must be in, endearing as hell then. It's something. <laughs> uh, you also have Kirk and then Pam. Pam is the one who is, uh, she's that very famous scene where Leatherface comes behind her and just very gently gives her a back hug and then pulls her back into the house. She's she's the one from that scene. Am I describing that wrong? <laughs> the uh, He's just nuzzling, right? That's, that's all he's a, doing. It's a struggle snuggle. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> the um, one where her flip-flops go flying, you mean? Yes, off yeah. The, yeah, back into the house. It's the most iconic scene probably from the entire movie. Um, that, that, that and the, the slamming, the slamming, door, yeah. the slamming door, that's the thing I always remember. Yeah. And then I love the fact that they called back to it in, uh, in two, they called back to it in two and then they recreated it in the, in the 2003 mm-hmm. remake. So mm-hmm. that was, that was really cool. We're getting ahead of ourselves though. Well, I can mention the remake. Can you? Yes. Okay. Um, it's my okay. show, Mike. I'm the talent. Our show, damn it. <laughs> um, no, Here's the thing about you we talk about the uh the scene where you know he pops up behind her and grabs her from inside. There's the uh the the big sliding metal door mm. scene. What I absolutely love about this movie is every single time that Leatherface goes on the attack, at least the first time that you see him in that sequence, he always comes out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And it, it legitimately to this day holds up as freaky as all hell. Yeah. It scares the shit out of you. That the first scene, the first scene where you see him, uh, it's really like because you think that there's going to be more exploration of the house. Yeah. When Kirk walks into the house and hello, he's looking for somebody, he's like trying to find somebody, anybody. You think he's going to explore more rooms. Mm hmm. And then just out of nowhere. It, it, literally, he just turns a corner and he's there. And, the fact, and there's and no the, sound. Well, the, there's no music. No, there is sound. Well, there's sound, but there's, there's no music. There's though. the sound of pig squealing. <laughs> and that's so fucking weird. But like, there's no score, though. There's no like backing music or anything like that. And, like, the, it's, and the thing that makes it so disturbing, too, is um, uh, when he gets... When he gets smashed in the head with the hammer mm-hmm. and then he falls to the floor and he starts convulsing i'm like like that's a detail and i've talked about this in rob zombie movies before that's a detail that's so uncomfortable because it's so lifelike yeah you know because when people get serious head injuries they they often like convulse like that and it's so well, like it's so it's so brutal another thing that they did that i thought was very lifelike um that i love when i see in movies is when when he hits him, when Leatherface hits him with the hammer, mm. it's like the downward motion of Leatherface's hammer matches the downward motion of his body when he falls. It's like it's like one solid motion. Yeah. Where it's it's not like he hits the guy in the head and the guy stumbles around or anything. Right. It's like he hits him and he goes fucking down. Boom. Like yeah. and that is always so much more effective. Like that that way of taking a hit 
It's it's because it's it's, it's, it's it's like this big clubbing blow that just fucking knocks. And him out. sometimes it's, and it's funny. So good. Sometimes it's funny. Like we when we went to see Evil Dead. Yeah. There's one point where uh, <laughs> where where Ash hits. Uh, who is it? Who who does he uh, hit with the hammer? And I, she just drops yeah, like and, a like a like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> and we both laughed about it when we when we saw it at the uh, the drive-in. And we were like, oh man, I've always loved that part because it's so, it's almost like um, in Family Guy when Peter falls, it's always like that where like he just slams to the yep. ground immediately yep. and in like a tangled mess. Uh, but when it happens in a movie like this with more of a serious tone, it's the same, it's the same visual, but it strikes it's you in a different real. way it's because you're more like, realistic, oh, it's fucking though. brutal. Like if you got smashed in the head with a like a little mini sledgehammer, because that's what it was. It was like one of those big ass like. It was the it was the hammer because it, it called back to when they picked up the hitchhiker and he was talking about how him and Franklin were having oh, yeah. a conversation about the slaughterhouse. Yep. Is that thunder? What was that? Or was that a I door? I don't know. It was a very loud noise. Wow. Um. The hitchhiker and Franklin are having a conversation about slaughtering cows, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, he says, "Oh, my grand, my granddad used to be the best. He just he one hit and he'd stun him and blah blah blah." And, uh, and then Franklin starts talking about the bolt gun, like yep. shooting the bolt into their brain. So then, when Leatherface pops out and hits Kirk over the head, it, it's a callback to that yep. to that scene when Edwin or not Edwin, I keep calling him Edwin when the hitchhiker is. You know, I. It's interesting though to think about. Um, you said they're just cattle yeah. to Leatherface, but it's interesting to think about. Like I, you know, I I read more about about the way uh, Gunnar Hansen crafted the character and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he is he's more so used as a tool by the rest of the family. Oh yeah. He's, he's a big he's menacing not really, character, but he's like the most. He doesn't necessarily want to kill people. He's just abiding by, uh, you know, the, the the rules of the family. Like they they tell him to do something, and he does it without really even thinking about it. Well, they gave him they gave Gunnar Hansen. I guess Toby Hooper told him <laughs> to develop his own character. Right, and he's like. I feel like this character should be somebody who's like a little bit mentally handicapped or whatever, like does whatever the family tells him to do. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have, he doesn't really speak at all. So there were actually lines that were in the movie, like in the script rather, that he's supposed to say, but he doesn't actually say them. He just kind of mumbles through it <laughs> and makes sounds. But like the thing is, is that he knows what he's saying. And so does everybody else. Yet the audience doesn't know, right? And I like there were and, little. And I love there that. were little notes in the script yeah. that said, "This is what you're trying to convey." And I love the fact that they know what they're saying, right? But like to the outside world, he's just completely incoherent. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I, and I just I kind of like the idea though that they know. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of cool to, as a viewer, you know, I don't know. Um. So did we? We pretty much rounded out the cast there, right? Yeah. Um, for anybody who hasn't seen this movie, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, it's 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 pretty straightforward to a certain degree. You know, it's like you have a bunch of kids that are out going to their what is it, their grandfather's uh, grave and going to their old childhood house where they grew up. Yeah. What's the? Do they have an overall goal or is it just that? I think it's just like that. They're just There's out nothing, sort of at least nothing else that we know. I can't remember. Um, 
I think so I, I think I get it mixed up with the uh, with the remake because they're going to a concert in the remake. Yeah, in the right? remake, it's a little bit different. Yeah, but no, in this one, it's just it's <clears throat> just that. And they they come across this uh, this hitchhiker who is fucking crazy. <laughs> like he's he's in the backseat, he's cutting himself, he's lighting pictures on fire, and he's this guy's just a he's a bag of fucking nuts and bolts. That's all he is. Not a not a not a full bag. <laughs> Guy was not a full bag. Um, <laughs> but uh, so so they end up having this this weird experience where he cuts himself and then he freaks out and cuts uh, Franklin on the arm with a straight razor, smears blood all over the side of their van. They finally get to a gas station, and the guy's like, "Well, there's no gas here. We have barbecue. Eat some barbecue. You know, <laughs> gas will be here like in the morning." Uh, little do they know that that barbecue is actually people barbecue. Oh yeah, you know what? I actually, because I, you know, obviously later in the movie you realize that Cook is the. You didn't realize it. It did didn't. You? Uh, it, <laughs> it's it, it's like I didn't like retroactively go back and and uh, and and think about what they were actually eating, but. Oh yeah, it was people. At one point in time, Franklin has like a. It looks like a whole sausage sticking out of his mouth. Pretty sure that was a dick. <laughs> Pretty sure. Uh, what else would you make the sausage links out of, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Sticks on a rope. That's all. <laughs> that's all it is. My, uh, if I could tie this into a real life story, real quick. Um, oh, this is turning sexual. Well, not. It's about my daughter. <laughs> if I could turn back time. <laughs> I uh, I showed her. You gotta prepare me for these things, James. Maybe just don't say stuff like that. Um, we we were. Uh, I I showed her how we used to set up an ice cream shop when we were younger, and what we would do is, you know, like you flip your bike over so it's sitting on its on its uh, handlebars and its seat. Uh-huh. And when we were younger, we would call that the ice cream shop, and then you would crank the pedals, and that would be like churning the ice cream and stuff. And you would, and she started making up her own flavors. So I would walk up and I would say, "I I, I want uh, I I want an ice cream," and she would she would spin the f- what? Is this supposed to like simulate her like churning the ice cream? Like that's literally what I just said. Okay, I'm just trying I'm trying to follow. Yeah, because I've I've never heard of this. In you my spin life. the pedals and that's like churning the ice oh, cream. Oh, I've and never I've never heard of this game in my life even as a kid. So I don't think it was a I don't think it was. It sounds like a bad axe thing. It, I don't even think it's a bad axe thing. I think it's literally just a me and my sister thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I taught my daughter how to do it. And I walk up and I she's showing me the flavors. And she starts getting into like these weird flavors. And she goes, the one was lemon, lemon people smush. <laughs> <laughs> and of course I was going to get the lemon people smush, right? Oh my God. <laughs> so I she's... Mean- so she scoops it out for me, and I'm I'm over eating my imaginary cone. And she walks up to me, and she goes, "She goes, the lemon people smoosh is made with real people." <laughs> your daughter, she's a psychopath. Your daughter is my favorite person on the face of the earth. Oh my god, she is a little psychopath. It's true. Oh my god, I love her. <clears throat> Sorry, that was just a, a fun cannibalistic. I, I think she story has- from the. Uh, from my family you, sh- you should get her into acting man she's got an imagination she does i'm not acting she needs to write or something 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 like something that something that you can live off when you're old <laughs> so that's all i'm saying go make some money so i can <laughs> retire from doing nothing um 
<laughs> it's true. <laughs> Shit, where, where, where are we? Um, well, we don't need to... Go, everybody has fucking seen Texas Chainsaw. Do we yeah. really need to go through it? We started, but we don't need to finish no. it. And if you haven't, um, uh, it's hey, on... Hey, people get lost. They go to a house. They find the Sawyers, and they get fucking put on meat hooks, and they, they get killed, except for one. There's, there's your movie. One of the dudes is uh, supposed to be the same age as everybody else, but he's clearly 64. <laughs> well, speaking the, of ages... The driver? What is with... The, the guy who's driving the van... Oh yeah. What the hell's his name? I can't remember his that name. That was uh that was uh Jerry? Jerry, yeah. That guy was does he not I, I, I realize that he actually probably was a young actor at the time. Does he not look like he looks like he he looks like that scene in uh oh shit, what was it? It's that I know you've seen it. It's Steve Buscemi, but he's he's got like a backwards baseball oh, cap on yeah, and he walks a, in and he's like, Hello, fellow kids. Yeah, yeah. That's what this guy was to me. I was like we're, with the casting on this What's is bizarre. Is SNL or Funny or Die, something like that. It's it's from uh, a, a skit from something. I don't remember. Um, speaking of the uh, age discre- uh, discrepancies, mm-hmm. the guy that played Grandpa was nine years younger than the guy that played Hitchhiker. Oh, really? Which I find very funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Is, and and Grandpa's supposed to be what like a haunt like. A thousand years old. The guy's a fucking mummy. One hundred thirteen, I think he was. Here's to be. here's the thing about Grandpa that I loved. Grandpa is a vampire. You ever notice that? Like when they first, when you first see Grandpa, he's upstairs with Grandma, who is very obviously dead as shit. Right? There, because uh, one of the girls goes upstairs and she sees the bodies for the very first time, and the two of them are sitting uh, one in front of the other. Uh, and then grandpa, grandpa, they both look dead as hell. The, the grandmother though, looks more like a mummy. Like she's been dead for a long time. Whereas the grandpa just looks like his skin's all sunken in pruny and gray. And he almost, he looks dead, but you come to find out later that he's not dead. Why do I not remember somebody going upstairs? Yeah. It was when she first, it was when the, the girl first comes in and she's looking around. Man, I don't remember. Yeah. Or maybe it's, maybe it's the dude. It might be the no, no. I'm pretty sure it's the chick. I'm pretty sure it's uh, what's her name, uh, Pam. Pam. I'm pretty sure it's Pam, because yeah, because she yeah, because she freaks out. She's the one that freaks out and she's running through the house. It's right before the scene where Leatherface uh, spoons her from behind and oh. brings her back into the into the house. Point is though, you think Grandpa's dead, and when they bring him down for dinner, no, no, they that, s- that that scene was where she was in the like the Ed Gain room, where she was seeing all the furniture that was all made out of people and stuff like that. And then she goes to run out of the house, and that's when he grabs her from behind. Maybe it's maybe it's Sally. Then it's one of the girls. Okay. Maybe I, I could be I could be remembering this wrong. It's yeah. One of the, it doesn't matter. One of the girls. <laughs> yeah. Is upstairs though, and she sees Grandpa and I'm assuming Grandma. They're both sitting in chairs upstairs. They both look dead, and then later on in the story, they bring Grandpa downstairs, and they slice open. Sally's finger yeah. and put it in his mouth and ah, suddenly ugh. he starts sucking the blood and oh, gets completely rejuvenated. Like, so he's a fucking vampire. <laughs> right? Uh, well, yeah, I guess. I think there is Not some... Not literally, vamp- but... I, I don't know, man. I think maybe there is some vampiric subtext here. <laughs> if he was a real vampire, he would be like fully rejuvenated. I mean, he kind of was. He's moving around. Like he's... <laughs> He he's, was he was very happy about he's it. Doing the hokey pokey, like he's 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 having a ball. <laughs> Couldn't hold a hammer worth shit, but <laughs> just saying. Um, I don't know what else. I mean, what else about this movie, dude? Um, I, it's I, it. There's there's 
so much really let's talk about the production i guess because we've we've obviously both kind of looked into that a little bit and i mean these stories have been circulating for years about the nightmarish production of this of this uh of this movie um so they filmed it in texas obviously Mm -hmm. uh and they filmed it in did they film it in july I don't remember when they filmed it, but it was the hottest months in Texas. So yeah, it, was it was like it was during definitely the day, in the summer. During yeah. the day, it was like uh, like uh, 100 degrees and, and above every single day. At m- night, it was only 85 degrees. Miserable shooting conditions. Yeah. And then you have, uh, you know, Gunnar Hansen in a disgusting mask the entire time mm-hmm. and a wig and a heavy suit and a tie that he couldn't wash. He couldn't wash his clothes for the entire shoot. And like by the end of it, people literally didn't want to sit at, at lunch with him. They didn't want to be with him. I've, I've been the stinky kid. I can share his pain. <laughs> You're still the stinky kid. Hey, um, come a long way, damn it. But like the, uh, like the, uh, the dinner scene, that's a, that's a very famous story about this movie is the dinner scene. Um, the guy, so the guy who played grandfather, uh-huh. His makeup took five hours to apply. Oh yeah, I've heard about this. And he's he's like, I I do not want to go through that again. I'm not sitting for another five hours for you to apply this makeup. So he decided that he wanted to do all of his scenes in one in in one night. And sure. it took it was a thirty six hour long shoot. Fuck that. And, and honestly, and honestly, the guy that played the guy that played Grandpa, uh, John D- uh, Dugan. Fuck him. <laughs> um, no, I'll, I'll say I'll say this straight up. Fuck him. There are so many mo- movies that we watch that involve creature effects where people have to sit in the makeup chair for hours and hours. Dude, look they at, do it every fucking day. Look at Doug, because that's their goddamn job. Look at Doug Jones, dude. Yeah, Doug Jones probably spends more time in a makeup chair. Yeah. than he does doing anything and else he'll in do his it life. Gladly because yeah. he knows that what he's doing is worthwhile. Yeah. Fuck John Dugan. I'm sorry, but well, like Well, I mean, that, no, he it, was he was a 20-year-old kid. Doesn't matter. It's a dick move to pull <laughs> on a production though of of other people that are fucking like already at their wit's end. It's a hard enough shoot as it is, yeah. and then you're going to make people work 36 straight fucking hours because you're being a fucking diva <laughs> about about <laughs> fuck you. I'm sorry. <laughs> That that does not get a pass for me. Well, Sorry. I don't I don't know everything. I don't know the whole story, so I'm not going to straight up say fuck you. But uh, oh, I'm judging. Okay, that's I'm judging, fine. I'm judging harsh. You're allowed to do that. <laughs> um, so he decided he wanted to film straight through, 36 hours, a marathon film session, sure. and it was the dinner scene, which was inside the house. They had to shoot during the day, so they had to black out all the windows. Yep. So the heavy blackout curtains contained all of the heat oh that makes sense now what sorry go on no go on we'll come contained all the heat in this room and then you had all the actors plus all the crew cameras lights and it was literally 120 125 degrees in this room the entire time and people literally like they have they have uh i forget what they called it but it was um essentially people were literally losing their minds like uh, there well, was Gunnar Hansen at the very end of the movie. That whole the whole chainsaw dance he does. It's time for the chainsaw dance. <laughs> the dance of the double chainsaws. <laughs> um, that whole scene though was like there's an urban legend. I don't know how true it is, but there's an urban legend about how like when they filmed that he was literally losing his mind. Like he was 
kind of crazy at that point. And they just told him to like do whatever and like make basically make a scene with the chainsaw. And he just started doing this crazy dance because like he was half out of his mind because of the conditions they were in. Well, and he was also super pissed at Toby Hooper. Sure. Because he thought that Toby Hooper treated the entire cast like shit, like making them work under these terrible conditions. Sure. And so he thought, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back at him by scaring him. And like Toby told him to you know, like act act mad, like she just got away. Like pound your legs with your fists and stuff. And he's like, "No, fuck that! I'm gonna start swinging this live chainsaw around the yeah. air." And it turned into one of the most iconic scenes, sure, in horror film history. Like that end part when he's swinging the chainsaw around is horrifying. Oh, and yeah. then it just cuts to black. The whole the whole last act of the movie is super intense yeah. and terrifying. It really is. It's it's one of the it's one of the best like 15, 20 minutes I think in horror history there's, it really is there's so much screaming it's crazy oh, yeah it's great though like non-stop it's really an assault on your senses which is kind of you know in a way it's good because like you kind of get a sense of what they were going through like uh and and some of the screaming and stuff was for real because there were oh, mishaps yeah. on the screen like the the part where you know they were supposed to slice open the chick's finger to feed to grandpa and they couldn't get the blood to come out of the the uh, the I've tube the properly before. so gunner gunner hansen literally moved her finger under the blade of the knife and sliced so, it so so and so when she reacts to her finger being sliced open it's real is because gunner actually sliced her open yeah that, that's fucked up and that is uh, fucked up but he said he was he was out of his mind like there were times uh he said um there's a part in the movie where hitchhiker tells tells leatherface to kill mm-hmm. um what was her name uh sally? sally yep kill sally and gunner was so mentally broken down that he said for a few seconds i actually thought i was gonna like i needed to really kill her yeah that's so messed up. That, <laughs> it's so, it's so sign freaky. Sign of a good set there. And that's a big dude, you know? <laughs> like, if he went nuts on set, nobody's yeah. going to stop him. He's 6'4", six, 6'7", six, or 6'8", with the lifts that he was wearing in his shoes. Like, that's that's crazy. Another trademark part of this film is that uh, for, for, as, for the reputation that this movie has, there's very little gore in it. Very little blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprisingly, right? Um, there's a, there's a rumor that I'd heard that like Toby Hooper wanted to make a PG movie, really, uh, intentionally like make a horror movie that was PG for some reason, but ended up being scarier because of what they didn't show in a lot say, of instances. Which is funny because this this movie went on to like be banned yeah. in certain countries. Well, exactly, and stuff. it got rated X the first time it went in front of the ratings board. Yeah, so I don't know how true that 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 uh, that rumor is. Mm-hmm. I I had heard that before. Um, that being said, one of the craziest, craziest kills in the entire movie. There's, there's a lot of chainsaws like into people and cutting heads off. And it was the really not. Deal, like, there's only one person in the entire. It's called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's yeah. only one person who oh, dies by right. chainsaw. You know, you know what? I was actually thinking of the sequel, which You're we'll thinking, get to in a minute. <laughs> yeah. But point is though, the one kill though that stuck sticks out in my mind and like is still to this day I see it and I go I wince at it mm. is the death of Hitchhiker. When he gets run over by the truck at the end. Oh, really? Holy shit, dude. <laughs> it's like, that's like some, that's like some uh, live, what is it, live wire? Is that what it's called? Uh, live, 
a, a, a website. Oh, Live League. Live League. It's like, that's some Live League shit right yeah. there. Like that's that's what that is. And they, every time I see it, it's just like, oh god, it looks so <laughs> real. Like this dude is getting run over by a fucking semi truck, and it's brutal as all hell. There was another story about that. Like the the driver of the uh, the truck was taking his role so seriously that he uh, forgot to slow down during one of the takes and almost hit the real actor before they could replace him with a mannequin. (laughs) Oh, jeez. So it basically sounds like everybody on the set of this movie was kind of losing their minds. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. Like, and and the more, yeah, the more more I read about this movie, the more I love it. I've always loved this movie. It's one of the best horror movies ever made. Oh, well, yeah. But, uh, like, just learning about, Gunnar Hansen's process for creating the character and um, how they allowed him to kind of change the masks as he saw fit. Yes. To because which will, which he's will got, come into play for got, later sequels. He's got three different masks. He's got basically his killing mask. He's got a a pretty woman mask and he's got an old lady mask. And he dons different masks in different scenes to kind of portray how the character is feeling because. Basically, what they said is underneath the mask, you're completely blank. Well, there's there's nothing so, there. So your like your emotions are coming through uh, by whatever mask you're wearing. Yeah, I know which that is this, crazy. I know that this that we need to to move on here in a second here. But like, um, it's funny. I had seen on some. I don't know if this is an, an opinion that is shared by the entire community. So I'm not going to say that it is. Mm. But I have seen I've seen like memes online and not memes but like uh, you know posts online or whatever uh, and stuff saying that like that Leatherface was the original uh, LGBTQ because because like there's all these different personalities that are portrayed in the movie yeah and it's like whatever you whatever whatever you know uh, is being projected at that time mm. is how they want to be seen and I've seen I've seen the the the, the the correlation being made online. Well, I and guess it's funny yeah. I don't... There's like a certain there's a certain lender a uh, certain level of like gender fluidity. Yes, because yeah. you know when when uh, hitchhiker comes home at one point he's wearing the old woman mask mm-hmm. and he's wearing an apron and he's holding a, a a wooden spoon because he wants to be helpful and and you know matronly well, he, in the he, kitchen. He wants like, to be seen as that type of per- that, and then, that person and then yeah. when he comes to dinner he's wearing a woman's face with with uh makeup, Make, on, makeup and, on and like Which a nice dark wig and makes stuff like me that. understand actually part four a lot more because i hadn't like i said i never drew the parallels between part four because part four is always like oh it's the leather face and drag right, right? yeah that's like the, the 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 what people say about it but like that happened in the first movie. And I think people forget about that. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that it was drag, but like he had these different personalities. Like Leatherface had these different personalities mm-hmm. already built in. Right. So I'm super interested to go back and rewatch the next generation now to see if maybe that was lifted from there or or whatever. It's yeah, been a long time since I've seen it. So. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because like you said, it's not everybody goes oh. So, because even on the cover of the the movie, it's uh, he's got a long wig on and mm-hmm. it's, and makeup yeah. on his face. Like, it's not necessarily drag. It's like representative of how he's feeling. Yeah. Like, if it, if what they say about the character that Gunnar Hansen created is true, where the different masks that he wears is what he wants to, you know, is the side of him that he wants to put out into the world. Sure, that's really interesting. Yeah. So yeah. 
Um, all right. Any any last quick thoughts before we move on? Uh, I, I, I don't, if you haven't seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, watch it because it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's and it's one of the best horror movies ever made. So I, why wouldn't you? Agreed. Uh, my last takeaway: Leatherface has really good cardio. You think so? He runs for damn near twenty minutes in the center, in the middle of the movie when he's chasing uh, Sally around. She's also running and, extremely slow. And dude never stops though. <laughs> I'm just saying Gunnar Hansen's a big a bigger dude. Like guys got good cardio. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Wouldn't have expected that. Um okay, moving on to Texas Chainsaw 2, uh also directed by Tobe Hooper. Uh Tobes. I just find it funny to say Tobes. Um, <laughs> a radio host is victimized by the cannibal family as a former Texas marshal hunts them. Um, so this movie could Burn not it be... All down! This movie could not be any more different than the first one. Uh, and that's by design. This movie they, is ridiculously amazing. delightful. <laughs> I love it. I... I oof, oof, God, here's a... Careful. Here's a weird take. Careful. Um, I prefer to watch. I'm not saying that it's a better movie. I prefer to watch. I think after watching it again this weekend, part two over part one, mostly because part one is like a you gotta you gotta sit down and you gotta immerse yourself and like it's it's an hour and twenty five minutes that is just kind of a big downer, right? Right. Whereas part two is fun. Like you can put it on, you can have a really good time with it. It's it's got the horror, it's got this comedy built into it. The characters are more lively. Like to me, it's just an overall more satisfying movie to watch, more than like over and over, if if I will. Part one, part one is like um, you go to Disney World, and you go through the Hall of Presidents, and it's like this is really cool and interesting, and. I'm learning a lot, and I really enjoy this. And then part two is like Space Mountain. <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know that I follow that exact metaphor, but you know what? I'll go with it. You know that. what I mean? Though? Like like part one is, like I said, one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Sure. But it, like you said, you kind of have to like sit down and really like... Immerse yourself. Immerse in yourself yeah. in it. Yeah. And then part two is just like... A complete uh, batshit crazy shit show. Yeah, yeah. It's like everything about it is there's like visually. I was trying to think too. Like visually, it really reminds me of something. Did you did you say last night when we were watching it that it reminds you of something visually? Well, I just said that the like the, the the last like third of the movie. It's like you're in a giant funhouse. Yeah. Quite frankly. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I said that it reminded me of anything particular. There's a there's a fuck. I can't remember what it is. There's a particular movie or series of movies that it reminds me of, just like how hmm. over the top it is, and like all the 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 different use of. Uh, well, the Sawyer family they didn't live in a house so much as they lived in like this weird comic book inspired underground lair. I guess that's what it like, is. It's kind of like a comic book almost. Yeah, like it's weird. Like they um they actually lived in a uh, it was an old broken down amusement park. amusement park. Yeah. yeah, called like the the Texas Battle something, which cracks me up because Texas Battleland. Well, Texas Battleland, which cracks me up because one of the actors in um Wrong Turn 2, mm-hmm. his legitimate given name is Texas Battle. Oh, really? It's the greatest name ever. 
It's his actual <laughs> given name. And so I saw oh, that. Oh, that's the, the actor's name? It's the actor's name. Oh, wow. Not the character. It's the actor's name. Yeah. Some, somebody's, somebody's parents banged after they watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. <laughs> Don't tell him that. Um, so this movie, you have uh, that the Dennis Hopper, starring as Lieutenant Lefty Enright. Uh, then you have Caroline Williams. <clears throat> Fine. <laughs> what a babe. Uh, playing Stretch. Armstrong. Um, Stretch Armstrong. I just, I always, I don't know why. Did I, they ever actually say, I, I'm looking at the credits right now, or the uh, IMDb credits. Vanita Brock. Did they ever say that so. her name was Vanita? I don't, I don't believe so. Yeah. Um, then you have, uh, so you have Jim Sida who returns as the cook. Yeah. He's back. Uh, the, the, the dad, I guess we're saying. Yeah. Then you have Bill fucking Mosley as Shop Top, probably the most iconic character from this entire movie. Probably more so than Leatherface, honestly. Um and he is playing yeah. the twin brother that we didn't know Hitchhiker had. And there's a whole story behind that. And I don't think they actually ever explain it at least well enough for my taste, but we'll get there. Um, you also have uh, Bill Johnston taking, uh, Johnson. Johnson taking over the role as Leatherface, Ken Everett taking over the role as Grandpa. Um, so yeah, so this movie is, like I said, we, it, it, it couldn't be more of a polar opposite from the first movie. Like this is a comedy. This is a comedy First movie. and foremost. Yeah. You know, with, with, uh, it's, it's a comedy set within a horror world basically. Yeah. And, uh, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's crazy and stupid. And <laughs> I don't know what other adjectives to use to describe it because that's pretty much it. Like it's uncomfortable, uncomfortable at times. It's. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's like the it's also a Canon movie, and you got to think about this. So, Toby Hooper signed a deal with Canon Films to do three films. Mm-hmm. One of them was was to be Texas Chainsaw Two. So, I, I want to say that this movie exists because Canon wanted him to make it, and this is the deal that he signed. Canon Films, if you know anything about the way that they operated, they didn't give a shit about quality <laughs> at all. You know, this movie was notorious for basically having their their entire budget being like taken and given, taken and given, like on the day, based on what all of the other movies that Canon had in production were doing. Mm-hmm. So if somebody else needed something, they would rob Peter to pay Paul. Like mm-hmm. it was a crazy, weird, like Canon is a shit show. <laughs> well, and, and as a result, they uh, what what was the uh, the name of the writer? I can't remember his name. L L M, shit. I don't. I can't remember it. his I don't name. Have it in front of me. Um, as a result, he was he was literally writing, he was doing rewrites on the script. Oh yeah. Until the like there was a there was a story in the uh, L M Kit Car- uh, Kit Carson. They mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what the L M is, but they usually just call him Kit Carson. Louis Maria. Um, <laughs> that's it. He was doing rewrites until the very final day of shooting. He, he was, was on set. He was talking to the actors. He was talking to Toby Hooper, and he was rewriting the entire time. And he literally was just sitting in his chair, typing at his portable typewriter, and passed out, just exhausted, passed out, hunched over his typewriter, still writing. And they came and woke him up, and they said, the movie's done. Yeah. And he's like, like, all right. He was literally rewriting after the movie was finished being made. Right. <laughs> what, what does that tell you? 
Um, and, it, and it really, and it had, like you said, it all had to do with like the the push and pull of the budget mm-hmm. and um, and and like what they could get away with. And for for dealing with budget issues and stuff, what they were able to do with the set pieces, like the the uh, the actual layer that the Sawyers live in. Oh, it's amazing. Is massive it's, and it's uh like there's crazy attention to detail yeah and it's really cool that we watched a couple of the special features last night it's kind of cool to hear how they cobbled it together being that they were on such a uncertain budget sure like they went out they were going to estate sales and thrift shops and stuff to get literally every piece of uh just uh like <laughs> <laughs> Just like every little piece of junk, basically, yeah, that they yeah, could yeah. find to design the set with because they, they decided that the Sawyers were going to be these uh, pack rat type people. Yeah, they're they're definitely... Um, so the movie opens, River, and uh, the cook is doing a chili cook-off. And of course, he wins for the second year in a row. Like, what's the secret to your meat? Oh, you got to get it fresh. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's obviously, it's people meat. Uh, and meanwhile, you have Chop Top, mm. who is... On the side of the, he's no, no, he's following a car. There's these two fucking yuppie ass motherfuckers in the beginning of the movie. I actually fucking love this. Uh, there's these two like crazy yuppie ass dudes in in a car. By the way, the guy has a bag phone in his car, like those early ass car phones, oh, right? Hell yeah. He was on it with the radio station for a long time. That bill would have been insane. <laughs> Like that's the real massacre in this story, <laughs> is is the phone bill that guy would have gotten and the massacre on his wallet. That's that's <laughs> that's the story here. Um, anyway, though, so you have these two guys, uh, these two yuppie dudes in the car. One of them's got like a revolver and they're shooting out mailboxes and stuff. And they come across it's this pretty good shot, by the yes, way. They come across this uh, pickup truck on this bridge, and the pickup truck. Uh, they they had already had an interaction with them earlier. And the pickup truck uh, guns it in reverse while the car, while the other car is going forward, and they're keeping them neck and neck. And then there's like this weird body that comes out of the back of the pickup truck, and you I realize love the way the thing moves too. It's so spooky. I know, at first. I know. And you realize that it's Leatherface with a dead body in front of him, and and Leatherface gets his chainsaw out. It's, it's this really cool sequence where they they cut through the top of the car and like halfway through one of the dude's heads. Like <laughs> you mentioned, fucking awesome. You mentioned that's one of the best reveals though, because. Uh, oh yeah because he's dancing around like with this and, and all you see is it, it looks like a zombie almost mm-hmm. and then so the guy gets up and shoots him with his revolver and hits the zombie face in the head and that makes the head move to the side and then you see leather face yeah. behind that it, like it's such a cool reveal it's a great reveal yeah um and this gets caught on tape so with the radio so the, station so the that yuppies, stretch works for yeah so the yuppies in the car are on they must know stretch or something like that. no they don't know her i think they were or just, just hassling her because hassling she, her yeah so they're on the phone with her and so they're recording all the radio station stuff so stretch has this tape record or tape uh with the recording of that phone call and so they hear these people in the car accident and getting butchered up and chainsawed and the whole deal enter hopper <laughs> right um this was such a it was such a weird character and there was there was supposed to be a subplot in this movie where um lefty finds out that hopper is lefty by the way yeah 
where Lefty finds out that Stretch is his illegitimate daughter. Yeah, I heard I heard about that. Um, and that would have, I, it would have. It's better I, without I, it. I guess it would. Uh, I don't. I think it's better without it. It would have brought. It would have brought like his character seemed so weirdly out of place at times. He was hilarious, and I loved him. Like when he's just. He's literally like for you have two two very different things happening for the last entire hour of the movie. You've got Stretch dealing with the Sawyer family and then Lefty just running around quoting Bible verses and sawing into things <laughs> saying burn it all down. Like, Lefty is probably my favorite character in this movie. He's so weird. For being like the for being like the good guy, like being the the uh Antag- or the protagonist yeah. in the movie, he's so fucking weird. Like he's he's so he's like a sheriff or an investigator or something. Yeah, he's yeah he's 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 law something. He's of some, some sort of law enforcement. Yet no other like the law enforcement in Texas where he's at wants nothing to do with him because they think that he's a kook. They think that he's trying to track down these chainsaw killers, but nobody else seems to believe him. Yeah, uh, until Lefty comes along because she has the tape from her stretch. Or I'm sorry, Stretch comes along because she has the tape from the radio station, and so the two of them kind of get into cahoots and they're they're kind of working together. Uh, Lefty ends up using her as bait to lure out the. He basically wants her to play the tape on on air. That way they hear it and they want to come kill her, and then he can intervene and and get them. That whole scene and when they're lured to the radio station, that whole scene is amazing. Yeah. When she so uh, what was his name LG, her her producer, um, he takes off for the night and she's left at the radio station by herself, and she hears some weird sound and she goes out and she sees uh, Chop Top sitting there and he looks like Sonny Bono. He's wearing like a weird wig and he's got these little like John Lennon glasses yep. on and stuff. And hats off to Bill Mosley. This was like probably the first role that put him on the map. And seriously, like he kills. This well, and he's role. he's completely so embraced it too, to the point where, he, like, all of his social media, he's chop top on social media. You well, know, this is his absolute favorite role. Yeah, like this is the favorite. It's ironic. This is his favorite movie he's ever done. His mm-hmm. favorite role. And Dennis Hopper says this was the most miserable and worst role he's ever had. Really? So you, polar opposites. Yeah. <laughs> this is the guy that played King Koopa, by the way. Just pointing that out. <laughs> I digress. Uh, it's funny for like some of the amazing <laughs> stuff that Dennis Hopper's done. He's like, really played like Waterworld, <laughs> right? He's really played some shit roles too. King Koopa, was, that's amazing. I think that Dennis Hopper was a B, like a B role, like like a like a he. It wasn't that he was it. He played B characters so well, mm. but just never really embraced it. You know what I'm saying? Like I think yeah. he always thought he was too good for him, but that was kind of his bread and butter. Like I love Dennis Hopper in kind of lower budgeted, just kind of shit movies. Like he's just he's way better in them. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean you're not wrong. Like he really he uh, he's capable of. I, I guess he was kind of one of those guys where, and I, you could say this of any actor really, but he plays. He's about as strong on screen as the next best actor in the room. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So, which I guess that's, like I said, it's kind of similar to any other actor, but he really, when he's not on screen with actors that are better than him, mm-hmm. 
It's not that good. Well, it's kind of like what Nick, like what Nick Cage is doing right now. Like <laughs> Just, Nick Cage's like renaissance in these genre movies in the last few years have been absolutely amazing. If Dennis Hopper would have just embraced that embraced side of him, crazy, he could have done some really magical shit before he ended up <laughs> passing away. Uh-huh. You know, and he did. He wasn't like shit. He was in Land of the Dead as well. Played the the crazy leader of the uh, uh, the community that everybody wanted into in the uh-huh. Land of the Dead. Like he had some pretty crazy genre roles, but I just don't think he ever actually gave gave it like it's all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Um so uh y- yeah the uh the scene though where they show up at the at the uh radio station mm-hmm. I actually got a pretty good scare from that scene. I think you did too. When oh, they uh, jumped out of nowhere, yeah. Well, because first of all, it's ve- like it's very uncomfortable the interaction that Stretch is having with uh, with Chop Top to mm-hmm. begin with, and he keeps scraping his head with that coat hanger and then, and then eating like, it. Eating it, it's so <laughs> fucking gross, dude. And then the the part where he says, "What's in this room?" and she says, "Oh, that's where they keep all the vinyl. Oh, the gold Moleys, on. And then he goes to turn on the light, and then Leatherface, as soon as the light pops on. Yep. <laughs> it comes out of nowhere. Same thing as in the first movie. I've seen this movie before, and it still scared the shit sure. out of me. Yep. <laughs> it was, but it was, it was, it was kind of a, a an exact copy from the first movie, where like out of nowhere, mm. Leatherface just comes in, yeah. and then really soon afterwards, there was a scene with a whole sliding metal door. Yeah. But instead of Leatherface being the one to shut it, it's Stretch shuts it behind her and locks it, and then he can't open it, which I thought was a really good parallel. Yeah. Not just for the two movies, but like the two tones of the movies. Yeah. You know, it was kind of a, a, a really really cool play on each other. Yeah. Uh, I I dug that a lot. The whole radio station sequence was amazing. Yeah, to me. it was great. Um, Caroline, uh, what's her name? Caroline Williams. She she played Stretch so good when she's stuck in like was she in a cooler. Cause that's where all the beer was and stuff. I think she was in a cooler. Um, it might have been like a walk-in, walk-in fridge sort of yeah, area or something that's, that's like that. That's what it looked like to me, at least. But like, she's in there and she's just screaming her head off. And Leatherface is at the metal door trying to get in, and his chainsaw can't get through the door. And then it stops. And she's like trying. She's trying to figure out if she's gone. And all of a sudden, Leatherface comes through the wall at her. It's just. It's just. It's. It's which, so cliche, but it works. It's which so le- good. Which leads up to one of the most unexpected things and one of the most uncomfortable love scenes ever. Um. I. Yeah. I mean, this is as close to a sex scene as you're ever going to get with Leatherface. I feel like a. I feel like fucked with a chainsaw is a good metal band name. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's from Heather's, right? <laughs> Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Oh, it's, it, it, maybe that's where they got her from. Who knows? Um, um, it, it, Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. <laughs> uh, it's because she she kind of realizes. It's also from a census fail song. It's uh, thank you. <laughs> she uh, she sees something in him, like a quick flash of humanity, humanity in yep. him, and so she decides to exploit that a little bit and. She says she she starts talking to him like in, in and saying, well, "You're not bad, are you?" And he kind of no, are you good? Well, this and, is actually and he, and he and he's like, yeah. And but this is like, important How? though because the leather face in this movie, not to cut you off, but the leather face in this movie, well, you did cut is, me off, is even more like submissive, humanized. Well, submissive to the rest of the family. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Than even he was in the first movie, right? So this is actually it, it, for as ridiculous as the scene is. It's actually decently important to the character of Leatherface. 
Well, it kind of sets up it sets up his interactions with her for the rest of the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um and and is as uncomfortable as the rest of this scene was cuz it was. Yeah. Um it kind it kind of worked, but it was it was bizarre because she's like, "How how good are you?" And like, she starts to kind of get like, "Oh, she's she's definitely adding into it." She's giving him the eyes, you know, and she can she can clearly see that he is interested in her, and so he starts sort of like running the chainsaw or like chainsaw her around her leg, and like eventually gets to where it's right in her crotch. L- the chainsaw was legitimately his dick, and yeah, hey. Dick alert! There was dick in this movie. It was the chainsaw. <laughs> and then, and then, and then it implies that he like he kinda, pre- prematurely he, ejaculated he, or something yeah, because he, he kind of like he's, he's got the, the he's chain. got he's got the chainsaw like right right in the nethers and then he just kind of goes he's parting he's parting the Red Sea and then and then all of a sudden he gets <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, did, I didn't mean What's that wrong for with you, dude. I did not mean that as gross as it actually came out. And then he, and then it, it's like it, it, you can see like he has this uh, physical reaction. Yeah. And it's like he gets pissed off because he just blew it. <laughs> and so he starts the chainsaw and starts freaking out. Like, oh, God. And that's when she finally escapes. Uh, like he's escapes. embarrassed almost. But I love the fact that the, for the rest of the movie, she actually talks to him and treats it as if they have. A connection. relationship, yep. almost like she is. I, I mean, obviously, she knows she's not his girlfriend, but she treats it that way so that she can, you know, communicate with him yep. better. Like, there's a part where he's chasing her with a chainsaw toward the well, end of the movie, and she she gets pinned up against this rubble, and he's, like, holding the chainsaw up, up to her. And, and the way she interacts with him in that moment is she's just, like, she finally gets him to stop the chainsaw, and she's like this isn't going to work out for me. Like almost like she's breaking up with him, you know? And it's funny. Like it's such a different, where have you ever seen a movie like that before, like that before where the antagonist and, and the protagonist have this sort of interaction where at any moment he could snap and kill you yeah but you're still you're still kind of treating it like a a relationship at the same time yeah it's weird like it's it's, because it's super interesting to watch though because like leatherface is like the leatherface's character in this movie is so much more vulnerable because of that relationship yeah like it's weird like he's almost a puppy dog around her like there's a scene where he still ties her up and kidnaps her and brings her back to their their underground lair. Mm-hmm. Yet when she's trying to get free, he or, or she she tries to get free and then she ends up she ends up being in the area where he's like taking apart um, her co-host of the radio station's body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he's literally skinning him. Yeah, and um, she knocks over some hooks or something like that. And Leatherface comes over and sees her and. She's like, no, be quiet. It's just me. It's just me. And he ends up like covering her up so that the rest of his family doesn't see her. Yeah. And he protects her. And even when but he... But then ties her up. <laughs> well, even when he ties her up, you get the sense that it's for her protection because she escapes shortly after and he sees her after she's escaped. Uh-huh. And you would think that he would freak out because she's escaped, but he looks at her and he shakes his head. No, like, don't don't come over here because they're going to get you. Yeah. So when he tied her up, it was for her protection. Good guy, Leatherface. 
So right. that that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Like I think if I think, every I think girl Leatherface so was lucky. genuinely sort of a good dude in this movie. <laughs> I, I I kind of agree with you. I think that he's like the the tragic hero. Like he's well, like he was misunderstood. Doesn't doesn't know any better, but also was at heart kind of a decent. Well, me- I mean, he's like, still he's still butchering people for food, but. <laughs> But, but, he, but he doesn't know any better. <laughs> it well, I there was uh there was one thing that I read where it was it was like he really he really if you pay attention, he really only seems to kill when he feels like uh it's it's self defense or in defense of his family. Yeah, but he's also he also kills though when his family tells him to. Right. Because he's you know because he he just uh, like he, he just he's does completely what, he does what he's, he's told. completely submissive to them yeah but like we learned in the first movie though he's got different sides he's got different personalities that he puts on depending on the situation does he ever change he doesn't ever change masks in this I movie I don't believe so I don't believe so here's the thing I watched and that's these, a, I watched that's part a, 2 that, first that's a part of the depth of the character that I really like about the first one sure that you don't really get you get a lot more personality personality out of him in the second one, mm-hmm. but I almost don't like that as much because I like the idea that there really is no personality under the mask. The masks themselves are supposed to be. I agree. Uh, I agree. His and personality. Like I said, I we watched part two before I watched part one, so I wasn't paying attention to that. I think had I watched them in you know the correct fucking order, yeah, I might have been a little bit more. Uh, keen to that as we were watching it um but i agree with you i I think i like the idea that the mask is whatever you see is is the version of him that you're getting right i like that i like that a lot um we got to get back to lefty because lefty (laughs) after stretches down in like their underground layer which looks like their underground layer looks like it, it it looks as though Tim Burton could have directed this. I movie. was gonna say it looks like one of the Batman movies. Yes, like, it's like crazy funhouse, dark and scary and that, amazing. I that don't would know. be one of the Schumacher ones, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess maybe. Like Batman Returns, Batman. What, what was the one with uh, Two Face and Riddler? Oh, yeah, that was uh, Forever. It looked Schumacher. like yeah. It reminded me of Batman Forever. Kind of didn't it give you that? Sort Absolutely. of like that like fun house. Batman sort of. Forever mixed with um, the people under the stairs, sort of, because they had like a lot of passages that went from different places to different places, and I don't know. Well, people under the stairs really just has like the walls. Well, yeah, but they has passages, yeah. but yeah, it just reminded me of it. Um, what I love, Lefty. So, so Lefty literally, um, <laughs> he loses his damn mind. And he goes to a chainsaw store because if you're gonna fight a chainsaw wielding killer, you gotta have chainsaws. Gotta have right? some chainsaws. So he, I love this scene. He goes into this this rinky dink chainsaw store. He throws down six hundred or six one hundred dollar bills. Doesn't say a word to the clerk. <laughs> he just picks up one big ass chainsaw. Doesn't even turn it on. He's just like, "Yep, this one. <laughs> That's the meat right there." Puts it down. Picks up a smaller chainsaw. Picks up a second smaller chainsaw, starts wielding them like double swords. The proprietor of the place is just like looking at him, like, "What the fuck?" And he's just like, "I'll take these." He doesn't even say it, but you see it in his face. He takes those, picks the third one, and the guy's like, "Don't you want to test it out?" So he goes outside, fires up the big chainsaw, 
and it, like starts hacking away at like it's a sword, a log like it's a sword, which is not the way a chainsaw works <laughs> ever. <laughs> I like how the I like how the uh, the the store owner at first is looking at him, kind of horrified. And then, and, then at, and then after a few hacks, he's like, "Yay, all right!" It's like it's it's kind of like uh, like like some weird porn you've never seen before. It's like you're not sure about it at first, and like you get into it, you're like oh, and then you realize, oh yeah, this is my kink right yeah. here. <laughs> Watching dudes just hack away at a log. <laughs> yeah, log that, hackers. That guy. That guy. Log jackers. Log jackers. <laughs> that clerk found his kink that day. Um, so. From this point on, though, you basically have Lefty who is strapped to the fucking gills with chainsaws, and he goes hunting for the Sawyer family. Mm-hmm. He ends up going down another layer, and and there's a good if you were to like like single out all the scenes of Lefty just going crazy. There's probably a good solid twenty minutes of him just running around these tunnels, chainsawing support beams, yeah, <laughs> and acting like a complete nut job, yeah. And he finally gets down to them. And you have the most epic chainsaw sword fight battle between Leatherface and Lefty. Well, and he comes he comes across Franklin from the first one too. Oh, he does. So it really yeah. does. It ties into the first. So it's a it's it's funny. That it's a direct sequel to the first movie, but uh, it just couldn't be any different, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's um. But the uh, the epic chainsaw I battle. I appreciate is, though the fact that they did try to connect it. Yeah, I do appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Now, here's my question for you. Could you take two running chainsaws and hit them together like a sword and not have them completely like... I think they would kick back. Not only kick back, but wouldn't the chains themselves probably break right then and there? I don't know. I feel like they would. Let's try it out sometime. <laughs> I'm into that. I got, I got a good plastic mask I can put over my face. Okay. That'll, that'll stop an, a chainsaw stop. chain, right? Yeah. Uh, but I, to, to say, I'm watching this chainsaw. I'm like, I just don't think that this is realistic. <laughs> Not that it's taking me out of the movie. I'm, I understand. But like, I just don't think this could actually happen. This is what you were concerned about? <laughs> Not a family of cannibals living underground in an old oh, amusement park, I've making seen, chili out of people. I've and, seen Chud, so I, I understand um, that cannibal humanoid underground dwellers exist. That's fair. You know. That's fair. I mean, that they're basically just Chuds. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Um, <laughs> You're basically just a Chud. Yeah, you know. Um, no, but, uh, I, and I, towards the end of the chainsaw scene, though, you get Dennis Hopper with dual-wielding chainsaws, and it's... There are very few times in my life where I go, if I'm going to start to like believe in a religion, I feel like Dennis Hopper wielding two chainsaws could be my Jesus. Like he very well, he's angelic. He is absolutely angelic with these two chainsaws. The ten, the ten gallon hat and the fucking. He's ridiculous. And he's wearing he's, the. He's he's wearing like a ban, a bandolier. But instead of bullets, he's got two. It's he's got chains. two chains. Two chains. I noticed that yesterday, and I'm like, dude, you notice it? Instead of bullets on his belt, he's got chains. You could never chain shot a chainsaw chain that quickly. By the way, it would never make sense. I don't even know if like how do you change how do you change a chainsaw chain? I don't know. You you take the the shaft out. I, and, it was uh, it was a rhetorical question. You don't actually need. to. What if I knew? What if I knew? <laughs> well, what you do, what you do is you want to. Uh, what you do is you take out the the main part of the chainsaw and you put the chain around it. That doesn't sound like a guy who would 
know how to change out a chainsaw chain. See, we'll see what you do is. Why are you judging? I don't know. I just picture like a like a much gruffer. Dude. I think we're no, losing it here. Yeah, um, this is. Uh, it's a fun movie. God, like, it's it's hilarious and it's fun and yeah. There's, yeah, if you've never the, seen the effects are fantastic. Oh, they were great. Tom, uh, Savini. Tom Savini. Yeah, Tom Savini. Tom Savini, Savini effects, that. man. Got, so good. We got too caught up in the weirdest sex scene ever to uh, not even talk about the effects. Hey man, but the effects are great. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, there's. Do you have anything else to add to this? No, not really. I just think that people should go watch it because it's so much fun. What I what I find funny here, and you know what, I'm going to save actually this for in two weeks. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to save it. I do want to talk about Joe Bob Briggs though. So Joe Bob was because uh, we mentioned it earlier in the uh, episode. Joe Bob was in this movie. He's credited at the end as Gonzo moviegoer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have one of the earlier um, DVD editions of it that actually has some deleted scenes. There was an entire um, sequence that was shot where the Sawyer family is going out to try to find meat for the chili. Mm-hmm. And they go to a movie theater, and you basically have Joe Bob Briggs not even playing a character. He's playing Joe Bob Briggs <laughs> yeah. with these two other people. Talking to two girls about the movie they just watched. Yeah, and he's trying to explain to them why it was so good. It was obviously like a splatter film or something like that. What was the... What was the, He was saying something about a titty. Oh. <laughs> try and... Try and... <laughs> you go home and try and... What does he say? Try and put something in your titty and see what happens. They're probably talking about Demon Night or De- uh, Night of the Demons. No, it's something. It's it's not because it's not lipstick he's talking about. <laughs> but then, but then, uh, Leatherface busts into the room, <laughs> and all you hear is the the chainsaw. But then you see subtitles down at the bottom, and Joe Bob's like, "I'll nail my dick to a tree." <laughs> and he talks about it's chainsaw foo and it's blood foo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting that wrong, but it's something like that. It's it's great though. Like he literally is playing the character of Joe Bob. Like yeah. I can actually see why they cut that out. It's it's kind of it's a little too hokey, it's a little bit too which meta, is funny actually. But yeah, which is funny because this the whole movie's pretty hokey. But but it's great. I would yeah. love to see that that footage actually like. If it if the negatives actually exist, I would love to see that like actually done correctly. Yeah, you know, yeah. and added back into the movie. I doubt we'd ever get that, but it would be amazing. That's all I got, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's me it. too. Um, that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre one and two. We're gonna take a break next week so that we don't. Yeah, uh, what are we doing next week? Next week is your pick. This is thirty below horror. Oh, thirty below. So hair. next so week last we got winter and the cold skin. Cold skin, sure. which cold skin is a completely blind pick. I have no idea what it's about. I've never heard of either of these. So I actually talked about the last winter on the show pre-format. Okay. Long, long time ago. So three years ago. Ron Perlman's in it, so you should like oh, it. Oh, I'm into it. <laughs> I like Ron Perlman, so. Um, I think it's a Larry Fessenden movie, if I'm not oh. mistaken. Hey, you're 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 building this up for I'm me. Speaking your language, man. You are. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's it for this week. That's what we have coming up next week. So and the uh, following week is going to be Texas Chainsaw three and four. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw three and four. Uh, yeah. So, uh, that's it. Got anything else? That's it. Cool, man. Well, if you want to find us on social media, in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. Uh, clearly, you have already found us on the streaming site. Clearly. We're available. We're available everywhere, including Spotify. Yeah. Cause like we're cool guys. Yeah. 
or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please tell your friends, though. If you know anybody that would be into the show, please uh, spread the word. It helps us out a lot. Give us some ratings and some stars and shit. Yeah. Not necessarily, like, <clears throat> online. I mean, just, you know. Like I said before, if you mail me some me a gold star. stars, I'll wear it. Or buy me a star, you know? You can, like, buy people stars. I'd, I'd also take that. We should find, like, a constellation that looks like a chainsaw or a knife or something. <laughs> or a beer bottle. <laughs> oh, beer bottle constellation. All right. We'll that's be on the, the hunt. That's the buzzkill stellation. Let me call up my people <laughs> at NASA. Dude. Or Elon Musk. Dude, my something. uncle is retired from NASA. He knows people. Does he? Okay. Dude. All right. He probably, well, he probably knows aliens. Coming at you next week, we're going to have our own <laughs> constellation. Look up in the sky. You see that one? We're just claiming it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, hey, man. Hey. Cheers. It was fun. Try to have a good night, everybody. That was a lame cheers. Oh, wait. Do Can I need glass? to? Yeah, hold Come on. Come on, James. Do this Here. right. Cheers. cheers. There it is. Later. <laughs>